Cradeline Network. Hail, Star Troopers! Conrad here, and welcome to the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. The Star Lordathon took place over July 25 and 26, 2020, and had guests from all over the world. Due to popular demand, I'm releasing it here on the podcast feed in four-issue chunks over the next few weeks. Tune in every Wednesday to hear Conrad and Fox grow progressively more tired as we talk about classic UK comics action. If you want to follow along with the stream visually, I'd heartily recommend checking out our YouTube page, which I'll link in the show notes. And we'll soon have the episodes we're covering today uploaded to it, so you can see all the comics we're talking about, as well as my smiling face. If you'd like to support the show, please check out the Patreon page of our podcast network, Cradeline, at patreon.com slash There's a variety of rewards for pledging, including a ton of yet-to-be-released content and exclusive episodes covering modern 2000 AD. Check it out and enjoy the Star Lordathon! Keep watching the skies! Hail, Star Troopers! My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the ninth hour of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, listen up. <laughs> A live stream where two Americans discuss the UK com- sci fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. It's 12 noon here in Los Angeles, and this hour we're covering Star Lord issue 8, cover date July 1st, 1978. This time, we have a close call in Mind Wars, Robusters go undercover, Strontium Dog gets a Mac, Planet of the Damned is huffing gas. Uh, Awesome. Time Quake learns the terrible truth, or Time Quake learns the terrible facial hair-based truth. Mm. What a time to be alive. All right, you can find the comics we're covering today, as always, in Strontium Dog, SCHU Files 1. Robusters Volume 1, Planet of the Damned, the Judge Dredd Magazine, issues 408 and 409. Listen, so many Nazis. I can't stress it enough. I'm so done with Nazos. Never. This episode, we're joined by friend of the show, Zane. Welcome aboard, buddy. I'm here. I'm back. Here we are. I'm hoping by the end of it, you will uh, shed your flesh and show that you are actually a robot behind all this. Yeah, boy. Show us your robot uh, underneath parts. <laughs> Listen, we're all meat robots. I think we all know that one way or another. <laughs> this biomechanical machine garbage to me. <laughs> Get, I do what I want. Right? I got a positronic <laughs> brain. I'm going to live my life. Zane, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know these comics are all new to you for the most part, but how um, have you been checking out the Star Lordathon? What do you think? Uh, I popped in a little bit early when you were doing issue three. I I did read the first and second ones uh, a few uh, like a week ago, mm-hmm. but then I had a new baby last week. Oh, wow! Hey, so congratulations! Everything's been uh, very busy, and uh, sleep has been my uh, comfort. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we can be help you out with that as well. I guess as we continue our adventures here, and as we go, I officially name you a member of the Skateboard Strike Force in Star Lord's Army. Shit. Yeah, that's right. No. Big guns. Thank you. On the cover of this special, as we jump into it, uh, Brian Lewis, who did a couple early Dan Dares, has a pretty cool Time Quake cover with reality tearing between the Nazis of 2478 and time control of 85 million BC. (laughs) Only two swastikas. 
wait a minute, is this the right one? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I see what's wrong. Because <laughs> I have a different, I have the wrong background. Let me change that. Oh my God. Oh no. It's coming apart, you guys. This whole, this All whole, the this live stream is over. We haven't even hit the halfway mark. <sighs> <laughs> trying to live a life. All right, here we go. Boom. Let's get started with Blueprint One Mine Wars. <laughs> Script uh, Alan Hebden, art Jesus Redondo, lettering Steve Potter. Dr. Varn, controller of the Stellar Federation. Oh, hopefully everything is good. I was like, I had to jump out to change my background, but I think things should be going okay right now. Um,. Yeah, so he dispatches a space fleet to find and destroy Ardeni and Arlen, but the crew of these ships are worried because, like, what if the Juggler find out because that Earth's defenses have been weakened because he's sending, like, the home fleet out to find and kill these kids? Man, this Inquisitor is a real dumb. He's, you know, he's the boss. He's the controller, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Solar Saint, Zazda knows a place to hide out, but he's got to check the engine first. Ardeni likes Zazda, and Arlen goes to uh, watch him do some mechanic stuff, when suddenly there's a huge explosion, and Zazda's hurt pretty badly. Good times. Full of needles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's full of, like, space needles from this drive thing. <laughs> It's like, the needle drive. It's like they didn't know how to show him be hurt, so they're just like, oh, well, needles look painful, so they'll Absolutely. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the been, been, been pin-cushioned by modulator needles. Our Denny tries to heal him, but the needles inside his body are so painful, he just screams to let him die. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Good> die. <laughs> wow. Oof. He tells uh, he tells them to look for the green star with his dying words. Uh, okay, we'll pick this up much later. Oh, <laughs> great, yeah. And then he dies. Come on, no. they go to needles. Deals. Death by needles. Yeah, Neatness. death by drive needles. That's the worst. Woe's the worst kind. This is what happens when you do light. Drive? What is it? What is a stupid fast ship? <laughs> I'm the know. Solar Saint. I'm not worried about it too much, honestly. He, this guy's dead. All right. He, and he, he was the one who knew where to go someplace, but he's dead. So don't even worry about it. I guess we're not going there anymore. So nope. why don't you go pout? Absolutely. Meanwhile. <laughs> oh, time to do some evil dude stuff. Yeah, as they deal with the body on co uh, the the evil Cosmol of the Juggler, not the Juggalos, as everybody says. Listen, Jamie, hey <laughs> only the first part of the jug of the Juggalo. Don't don't hate his taste in music. He could be a Juggalo, half Juggalo. Listen, yeah. this guy has been using solar irradiation to power up these kids. He knows how magnets work. All right, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Man, but, their planet looks dope. Why yeah. are they the bad guys? Uh, I think we know. <laughs> He's got that dragon shoulder Humans dragon. Humans are jerks. And yeah, he presents his evil with his shoulder dragon. Um, <laughs> yeah, excellent garden here. But by God, he wants that solar saint found. He wants those kids dead. He wants pictures of Spider-Man. One of his goons has <laughs> failed him. So now Rutha tosses him into a pool, a pool full of earth piranhas. God, that is an evil dude move. Good. Strong. Yeah. Good. Killing your own guy. Kill your yeah, own man. guy. 
having a pool full of piranhas on site. These are evil guy moves. I'm loving it. It's really, I, I mean, I'm starting to get very attracted to this uh, strange alien. Totally. But then once this, once this dude falls into the pool, oh no, shoulder dragon Cleefang goes to like eat his face. Watch out for the piranhas. Oh no, Cleefang. <laughs> nah, man, he picks one up. He has a munch on that one. Yeah, luckily instead Cleefang just eats all these piranhas. Woo. That guy's my favorite. Swerve. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this podcast <laughs> if something happens to Klee Fang, guys. Hey, listen, top shoulder dragon that I've ever seen in this comic book. Absolutely, it's a boss move to eat something that just ate somebody else. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, just transfer it. It's like I don't want to have to chew that weird alien. You do it for me, then I'll eat you. <laughs> it's like the it's like the real life version of that picture where there's like one fish and then another fish eats that and another fish eats that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then a a shoulder dragon eats that fish. Yeah, well, listen. Anyway, word gets to the juggler that Earth's defenses have been reduced, so it's time to swing into action. Increase the twins' powers tenfold and mobilize an attack on Earth. Yeah, hour of ten. (laughs) We see the twins get a blank expression, and they just march straight for the uh, bridge of the ship. They toss Yase out of the way. This is pretty solid. Damn. Just get out of the they way, are. old man. We're going to Earth. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, that one time, you know, uh, Lieutenant Commander Data got a homing signal from uh, his dad that everyone thought was dead. Gotta oh, lock that ship out. I, I'm wrecking myself right now. My favorite thing about their uh, um, psychic powers being shown is the brush strokes around them instead yeah. of like some weird wavy line crap like they do with uh, Xavier sometimes. In oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's very Stink weird, lines, mystic kind of psychology, kind of psychic power here. It's excellent. Um, yeah, so they get they're, they're headed to Earth just as the juggle attack attack as well. Oh, what a fool I've been, says Doctor Varn. <laughs> uh, too little, too late, there, buddy. Next time on Mind Wars, I don't mind telling you folks, I'm scared. Me well, too. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you know, shouldn't feel ashamed from saying when you're afeard of something. Yeah, you should. You should be well, tough. All right, I'm shaming everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Whatever. Um, anyway, next up. Booby bots. Booby bots. Booby no, bots. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm all out of the place. Yeah. Next up. Blueprint 2 Robusters. We got regular booby bots and super boo bots. Skip Pat Mills, Art Carlos Pino, lettering Tony Jacob. We're back at the Space Ritz Hotel, and Swing Along Max is leading his band through some old standards. Then brings out the Silver Lady. They oh, they sing uh, they sing a duet. Lost and alone, with nowhere to go, without you. All right, these two are really hamming it up. Well, I mean, yeah, they're a lounge act, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, they sing a duet, but they're really just waiting for the chairman of British Lamech to come so they can kill him and all these other humans, all right? They Soon. are really down to murder. Yeah, only a matter of time before the bloodletting can begin. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Among the dignitaries arriving is uh, our buddy Howard Quartz. 
Um, they run over the plan about how, like, you know, Hammer, Hammerstein's going to be a bodyguard and Rojas is going to go undercover. But then the bots hear a sound from under the floorboard. Open it up. It's half tough. Hey, what's up, buddy? Still yeah. no arm. Nope, he's sewed away because he's found out he's never getting that arm because British Lamech isn't making him. And I guess Roja and I guess uh, Mechquake told him just because Mechquake's a huge jerk. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's into big jobs and uh, telling people that uh, they should risk their lives for no reason. Got news for you, half tough. Your new arm never arrive. <laughs> Such a dick. Yeah, he sent you to Mechquake for big jobs. Hell yeah. Oh jeez! Yeah. Listen, you're on both sides of this one, buddy. I don't know if you can, if I can trust you. Uh, <laughs> but basically, Mechquake or a, a half tough is here to ask lay, the the Laymech chairman to make a special extra arm just for him. But one way or another, it's time for undercover work at last. He is really fitting in, definitely. I mean, you can see like Rojas goes undercover. He looks like these guys a little bit. They got a similar I mean, body shape at the very least. Yeah. The massive teeth are a big giveaway, though, I mm, feel like. That's true. So Hammerstein goes to straight drill sergeant mode. He tells Rojas to get cleaned up and be shiny and stuff like that. Like, get out of here. <laughs> shape up. Soon he uh soon Rojas is on the floor, though he's serving just giant burnt, fully burnt chickens to the oh, uh yeah. to the humans and stuff like that. Being real bad at his job. He's also just, like, going up to random bots and being like, so, you guys heard about anything suspicious going on? You want to do, like, a murder, maybe a, a side of crime? Hmm? 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 And like, I don't know if I like this guy. He's weird. Yeah, no, the uh, the right of repair in the future has been completely erased. You know, you've got to buy it from the source. You can't buy it at all. Unless it ever existed. Ooh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Um, boba. Yeah, listen, people don't like snoopers around here, you know? They he oh, wants man, to know you're where dark. Yeah, he wants to know where the boss of the of the uh of the hotel is. No one wants to answer. It's a whole thing. So uh thus Rojas and Hammerstein have to start snooping around themselves. They go to Max's dressing room and check it out, and they find a hidden panel in his room behind the Playboy Buddy sticker. Ooh. Inside they find a whole bunch of of human clothes, including underwear. Oh yeah, tidy whities <laughs> I love how the underwear is what gave it away. Too. <laughs> Listen, like you could be a robot and just have a fetish for putting on human clothes, but once you put I on see. underwear, that's a bridge too far. All right. <laughs> Robots and underwear is taboo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the ultimate taboo. Listen, no, no robot would do it, and that's why we know that swing along, <laughs> swing along Rex is actually a human in robot disguise. Listen, man, robots can eat junk, but they're not allowed to have junk. What's going on here at the Space Ritz? Answer next week on Robusters. His first job will be to kill his friend Rojas. That's not going to happen. Come on. I mean, we'll see. It's exciting times. You know, who's just, who, knows, who knows what could happen in these prequel adventures? You know, it could be I anything. I want to know how you go from finding underwear to killing your friend. I mean, that's I'm, the ultimate mystery. Um, now I got to read issue nine. Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> soon enough, we'll be there talking about it. 
The answer is if he was if it if it was boxers or at least you know boxer briefs, no murder. Mm. As soon as it's briefs, it's like pretty much on the table. Yeah, you're wearing U fronts, and that means you gotta be evil. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Slander. All right. Next, we got a is uh, evil. Yeah, we got some Star Lord Starfax. Um, at last, the rules for this ridiculous Hell Planet game we've been getting the last four weeks. Whatever. Uh, he asks readers to Star Lord asks readers to start sending coupons for your favorite uh, uh, stories and stuff. Too many words. I want to know. Also, Fox, Uh, we get one of our old favorites. That's right. The stamp ad with the scrambled country names. Son of a bitch. (laughs) You got to buy these stamps, dude. You buy these stamps. You want them. Oh, my God. I, this is like, I haven't seen these in so long. This is the price of going back in time. We're back in the land of stamp ads. Stamps, fishing, uh, fucking kites. Stamps just never leave for like the longest time. I did not realize that that was a big deal. Only in England, maybe. No, I think maybe in, in America, too, but definitely in England. Um, and speaking of strange new worlds where people collect stamps, among other things... What? Let's go to Blueprint 3, Strontium Dog. Oh, there you go. Back in the color. Look at this orange and magenta yeah. masterpiece here. That's gorgeous. Oh. Carlos Escara, you beautiful boy. Definitely love this stuff. Did he also do the, the coloring with the uh, full art, too? Was that I believe pretty normal so. Back yeah, then? I, I I think generally, um, you 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 if your color if your if your strips have color, then you're doing the color for them, basically. That's okay. Right. Um, like this orb. Yeah. No. Good times. So, um, script robot John Wagner's TB Grover art color Sascara lettering Tom Frame Johnny Alpha and Wolf arrive on the planet Cersei to find it in utter de- desolation following a neutron war. The uh, dragon attack. Uh, Boom. Whoa. The planet is supposed to be deserted, but someone named McIntyre on the planet has a job for them. Inside a building, they meet the boss, McIntyre. He's a big computer. Ooh. It demands. That's the orb? Or the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of computer with an attitude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> demands that they enter on his knee, that they enter on their knees as they uh, show up. But Wolf just says, no way. Like, get out of here. I'm not going to crawl yeah, the machine. On, um, the computer tells his robot lackey, Cringe, to, uh, to talk to them. Name. He says he changes his name a lot. And, you know, listen, like, McIntyre's a weird name for a computer, but you don't got to make a big deal about it. Um, nah, man. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, after this war, it appears um, only robots survived on the planet, except about 20 or so natives called the Jocks. And Uh, J-O-X and Johnny's job is to bring them in so they can uh, – to bring them in just to sort of, you know, to whatever, be part of his domain. And if he does, then he'll give them one item of value from the planet. You can pick whatever you want. But it's trashed. Yeah, but there's still like probably some stuff lying around, like you know. <laughs> does he have like? Does he have like an index you could look through? Like, 
you know, like death laser index or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like some leftover robots or just some gold. Lot, like it's been yeah, but like, is he going to make them is it like monkey's paw where they got to like walk around and look for the thing they're going to take? Because that that's like. They I mean, should just take cringe. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> spoilers. God damn it. Oh, damn it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That was a guess. <laughs> I was gonna real? say, yeah. I love the design oh of cringe here. He's got these bug eyes, and I love that oh. his circ- that that his arms kind of come out of the side of his head here. You know, pretty solid. Oh yeah, He's great. I um, mean, I mean, if I get back to this computer and I looked around, it'd be like, well, you're pretty valuable looking. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think of. John's given oh, uh, a spider bot named Crawl. To uh, okay. carry around with him to help find the jocks, not and, to not to be confused with Krull. This thing does not vomit guns. No, see, no, wait, sorry, Krull is the one with the fucking damn it. All right, say that's our dog. Moving on, get out of here. <laughs> Um, the dogs wander the ruins. They discuss working for computers. Wolf doesn't like it, but you know, I mean, he's from like Viking times, so that makes sense. I think. Um, sure. They do have legal authority to do so, though. I guess that's how it works. Suddenly, they get the feeling they're being watched and are attacked by laser beams. Uh, not laser beams. Blast beams. Whatever. Mm, whatever. It's bad oh, times. It's a giant crosshair in the middle of the thing, though. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. Really Good rad. frames. Honestly, there's a lot of cool frames, framework, as we see just how the, all these panels are laid out and stuff. I like all these, like, big circles and, like, arching stuff. I don't know. It, it, it's nice. Um. The dogs give chase. The people who attack them, they corner three jocks and manage to stun two with their blasters when suddenly even more appear. Now, brothers, kill them! (laughs) Got it's a trap! We're dead, Jordy! Dead! I mean, you got a lot of... They have bats. You've got, like, laser guns, maybe. Yeah, and things get more ominous when we see that next week on Strontium Dog, the last of a whole of a whole race, and I helped destroy them. Oh man, did he do did he do a big murder? I mean, you know, helped his various values for it, I think, for sure. <laughs> he damn okay. dared it. Oh uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> little bit. Little bit. Oh, I- Love it. <laughs> but speaking of Dan Darren, it let's go to oh, God. <laughs> Blueprint 4, Planet of the Damned. Not enough murder planet or gross axes that are actually made out of goo. No, never. Never enough living axes, for sure. Uh, script, script by Pat Mills is Ari Wright. Art by Pena. Lettering Tom Frame. My boy. No, Sheridan, Nazi's still coming up. That's on time, Quake. All right, so Flint, <laughs> looking beefy in this Pena art, accuses Hackman of trying to leave Sanctuary, so he locks him up in this hat in this hanging cage. Get in that yeah, cage. Yeah, that's where writers deserve to be. From the cage, Barnes uh, Barnes has Hackman's describe the, pla- the planes that he arrived on avionics when they went into the tu- into the uh, triangle. And seems to have found a way to reverse the time warp that brought them all here. Yeah, it's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right. This is not complicated. <laughs> that's how you do the time warp again. <laughs> We're trying to do it the first time here, Fox. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Wait, no, they're already there. So I guess backwards. they are trying to do it again. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry Don't for doubting you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Mind the oranges, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Flint comes back and Hackman will be kicked out of Sanctuary alone and unarmed, as good as a death sentence. Uh, yeah, kind of. There's Nazis out there. Yeah, Barnes disagrees with this, but no one else really agrees. They like it here in Sanctuary. There's a lot of, like, not being killed by various things that apply acid to you and set you on fire and stuff. It no seems TV, like the right though. choice. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, but some of these guys are time travelers, so they don't even—they come from a time before there was TV in the first place, you know? That's not fair. Something. Anyway, uh, Barnes is, has enough of this, so he does what he does best, which is the feed a spider to the bug-eating plants. and then the Vagina plants? Yeah, yep. and then inhale the Real. gases that those plants give off. Just inhaling the shit out of some gas to go crazy and be a guy on an elephant, but not this time. Mm, two Flint's horror. Burn me innards. There's <laughs> <laughs> an expression. He just Absolutely. makes the comical little mistake of just falling into whatever it was he was yeah. trying to. Oh, yeah. We, talked about, we talked about this previously. Flint's main weakness is plants. Like he's he's got a bad time with it. <laughs> Is not he's not a vegetarian. He's in the wrong environment for this. Definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. So Flint. So um 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 Barnes gets some vague superpowers. He catches Flint and some more vines. Barnes will get everybody to leave sanctuary by destroying it. What a jerk. Oh, okay. He's got nice. a vial just hanging around that will turn all of sanctuary's plants against its inhabitants. And even That's if it's one vial, there. man. Just had it lying around in his loincloth, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> loincloth. Yeah. Rushing through, he just quickly hands instructions to Hackman for time travel. Here, take these notes. Then, I got to go do something crazy. We got to break the one beaker I've got. Yeah, tosses his enzyme on the plants. And after an ad for some sweet skateboard like uh, stuff that comes with some smacks, buddy. Ooh, we're going to be skateboarding. Salt and vinegar and smoky bacon. Smacks. Mm. As well as some more mutant cards for hell plants. Get out of here, board game. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> um, he tosses the enzyme on the plants and then the plants just pick him up and he <laughs> dies a horrifying plant death he's, he's into it man absolutely and soon they turn on everybody else as well everybody's getting plant death it's bad times I mean it's just count yourself lucky when you're the dude with the vagina plant trying to devour you mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like it's doing much work it's, I mean you know it's a whole thing um, uh, the passengers cut Hackman loose from his cage he goes to look for Flint who's being eaten alive by again yeah these gross vagina plants everybody's talking about <laughs> See, talk of the town next time on Planet of the Damned <laughs> yarg I forgot about the acid lake oh that's amazing <laughs> Never forget about the acid lake. That's a key detail. Are there any non-acid water features in Planet of the Damned? <laughs> Answer, no. They found one place they could drink water, but then that woman like put a Pikachu to her face and then it ate her. Yeah, and then someone else tried to eat a plant. Eat like a, eat like a fruit. And it's oh my juice God. made her like drown to death. Oh yeah, no, she just uh, vomited saliva. Massive amounts of saliva. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, also yeah, those those that shower that uh, we had a pretty good view of a naked hackman. That was a safe water source as well. Okay, fair. But now it's been turned against them, so you can't go back. 
All right, so now the thing everybody's been looking forward to, which is the oh, return yeah, more Nazi stuff. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Blueprint 5, Time Quake. Mm-hmm. Script, Chris Lauder's Jack Adrian. Art, uh, Magalane Salinas. Lettering, Peter Knight. So, a hole is open in space. It's confusing the Nazi stormtroopers of the year 2478. But uh, I guess... Uber Fuhrer through all of time. Martin Borman is mission focused. Just shoot those guys. Uh, James Blocker and Susie Cho are cut off from their time portal, so they got to think fast. And that means that Block that uh, James runs and snags a Nazi air car and uses it to rush towards. Oh, come on, use it to rush towards the portal, trailing Nazis behind him. Oh God, so much swastika. So I'm like, I'm so ready for it to be done. I feel like we're going to cancel it at any moment, really. Oh, yeah. Um, they make it through to time control where Haro Vinda closes the portal off, cutting the front part of their car off with it, basically, just sort of <laughs> splitting Smart this thing move. in half as they get through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blocker explains the situation, his theory that Borman is a bent time trooper, and we sort of learn in the in the future past that um, Hitler got the bomb and dropped it in 1945. It changed the war. <laughs> Blocker and Vinda d- decide to check it out, heading to May 1945. Suddenly, the ground shakes, and we're in London. We just see a giant mushroom cloud explode over the sky of London. Oh, no. Why that bad time to go back, baby? Second time London's been nuked in time quake. Anyway, <laughs> that could have been such an exciting part to like work off of that. They're like, oh, we have to rush back, and it's just like, oh no, we're back. <laughs> HQ. Well, I mean, they got other stuff to do, you know. Oh, yeah. they, they got to get get a get their Ace Ventura on here, basically. <laughs> Um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> they return to HQ where that weird Dr. Zeidler, Zeidler just got back from 12th century Mongolia. Vinda explains the situation at like oh, – This is the guy they shoved the sandwich in his mouth, right? Yes, yes. Kicked and so the they're in a meeting room talking about this stuff. Blocker is just doodling on a picture of a Borman. Mm-hmm. Which he just happens to have. Yeah. <laughs> Not paying attention in class. Look at this photo now that 100%. I've drawn a beard on it. Look at this photograph. <laughs> He's Not- been doing one every time they're at HQ until he found who it was. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Zeidler freaks out. He attacks Blocker and runs away. The trooper thinks Blocker's insane as he shoots Zeidler. But look at this photo. Oh, man, it makes me laugh. Quick ad for an outrider kneeling skateboard. I do not understand these. I will never understand them. They look so uncomfortable. Can I do like a thing? Whatever, man. Skateboard strength force. That's the key. What is this? Basically, though, once you draw a beard on that picture of Borman, it's clear that Zeidler is Borman. Borman is Zeidler. Oh, my God. Turn him around. You'll see. Oh, God. All right. Regrettable. (laughs) Uh, there's a uh, blah, blah, blah. yep so they go through the warp gate to May 1st 1945 which is in reality Hitler's death day okay Zeidler's there but he gets the drop on him and as he does he removes 
his beard <laughs> to reveal that he is actually Borman. Oh, no. Oh, man. Who could? Uh, he got it like a party store fucking like mustache and beard and that fucking fooled everybody. That's right. Time cop. I mean, it could have been a, a party store mustache from like the 35th century. So it's really high quality, you know. That's right. Got all of, all of time open to buy your party novelties. <laughs> buy it in the future where the Nazis take over. Yeah. Anyway, he's taking over. He's going to protect his future games by, by destroying time control, starting with James and Susie. Next time, I discovered time travel. Oh, God, really? That's right. Going back to the future. Yeah. Oh, God, did Nazis discover time travel? <sighs> I mean, if so, That's I didn't gonna... see it coming, buddy gonna bum me out <laughs> i did not see it that's a war crime right there listen i'm getting in contact with the hague not my first or last all right i'm driving an abstention <laughs> i dare you okay <laughs> all that done oh my gosh we finished the eighth issue of star lord oh, good lord so many stories, Zane, my friend. Yes. I must know. I must know. Mm. What are your top and bottom blueprints for this issue? Uh, it's, I think they're all really good, actually. Yeah. Um, Th these have been fun universally, I think. Yeah. it's. I, I've really liked what I've read so far, and uh, I'd like to keep going with it. Uh, I'll have to do so on my own time because I do yes. have to go back to work after this, unfortunately. Oh, no. Well, you know, we'll I have know. these on, on the feed afterwards. So if you want to read along, we'll definitely be there for you. I'll be there spiritually. Uh, we'll, uh, my, my top, I guess, I could start with um, – Oh, it's it's tough because it's either Robusters or it's uh, Planet of the Damned, and because uh, I really liked um, I liked how well Planet of the Damned uh, moved. Um, mm. I think like its its flow was really uh, good, and it didn't have the weird interruptions that like Robusters did have, where it was just like half tough was just randomly there so mm. we to take you away from the story. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I'll pick Planet of the Damned for my top. Uh, nice. You know, de uh, devouring plants are like one of my uh, favorite gimmicks and stuff. That's just <laughs> That's never done yeah. enough. So, um, And then I guess for bottom, I will probably say Mind Wars. Um, mostly because it did exactly what I thought it, what, what Robusters did, but it did it three different times where it did a, did a little arc, a little arc, and a little arc, and then it was done. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I gained nothing reading these six pages. God damn, hot takes. <laughs> okay. But I could see it being really good in a, a long format. So, Fantastic. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Fox, what do you got for me? What are your tops and bots here? Oh, oh boy. So, man, oh, man, let me tell you. I am also going with uh, Planet of the Damned as my top. You suspend a man in a wicker cage. You throw a spider at a vagina plant to huff gas. <laughs> you randomly produce uh, a beaker full of solution and throw it at a wall, which then turns all of the plants into very hungry plants. Uh, and <laughs> you then... 
get lifted by the plants that you made sentient and are devoured by them. Because this was your plan the whole time, I guess. Absolutely. As a nuclear physicist. It was the great. stakes get raised every page. <laughs> it's really great. And then this writer has to get the fuck out of here. Um, my bottom baby, it's going to be time quake. I'm done with Nazis. Get out of here, Nazis. I'm done. And the reveal, just pulling off the beard. I get it. But All right. All right, guys. I think it's supposed to be campy, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. I just, you know, when you have a time cop based scenario and then you just like, you're not even just doubling down. You're like all in on the Nazi stuff. I'm like, man, this could have been like two episodes of this. <laughs> I want to see yeah. time cops. Mm. Yeah, no, listen, there's not enough arresting of people in these time cop stories for sure. Cool. Okay. Um, I think for me, Fox, I might join you. With Todd Quake as my bottom, I think. Mm. Um, don't really care for it. Um, I think for top, who Planet of the Damned is pretty batshit. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the way <laughs> Dr. Barnes goes out here, just his look like, whoa, as he's <laughs> being eaten by these plants is pretty solid. Um I'm li- I'm liking Mind Wars, like these the, these yeah. various crazy things happening. Again, just has this breakneck pace of crazy shit. Like you know, I loved um this bad guy tossing dudes into piranha pits, needle then, death. Yeah, and then the and then the kids getting all super powered and becoming jerks to destroy Earth. All of that stuff's great. Um, I think in the end, I'm gonna choose Strontium Dog. Good choice, oh, baby. Mm-hmm. I like this fighting. I like these, um, all these robots and stuff like that. Good, um, ex- exciting adventures and just sort of more good monster of the week stuff for Strontium Dog for sure. Oh, yeah, not predictable at all either. But, you know. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, even if you can predict it, that doesn't necessarily make it bad is what I'm trying to say. The only other humans in Scooby-Doo other than the gang are very likely the culprits. <laughs> ah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Here we go. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you like what you're hearing, check out our weekly uh, 2000AD podcast, Space Spinner 2000, from your favorite podcast uh, provider. You can contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com, the 2000AD forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at Space Spinner 2K. For everything else, look up Space Spinner 2000. You'll find us there. If you'd really like to support us, and we truly appreciate it if you would, feel free to check out our Patre- our new Patreon page at patreon.com slash Cradaline. And then uh, check out the links in our About section to collect editions of the comics we're talking about. These are fun things, and you should take a look at them. Zane, where can we find you on the internet if you'd like to be found? You can never find me on the internet, for I am nowhere. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. But if you must, I do usually update a uh, Instagram page called uh, Gambare Anime San, where I take pictures of bad background anime characters that oh, are horribly drawn yeah. and post them. <laughs> I follow that one. That's a fun. That's a fun uh, Instagram page for sure. Thanks. Lately, been relatively inactive as I have not been watching much this last few seasons. So, get on. I it. really love that. Beastars. I will rectify this problem. B stars is actually I really liked that one. That was um, rad. I want to yeah. have want to have all of that in the second season. Have you read any of the manga yet? No, I have not. I'm keeping myself pure. Oh, oh yeah. look at these Good guys. Good for you, nerds. <laughs> look at you, nerds. <laughs> Unacceptable. I just, I just want to see a wolf fuck a rabbit. <laughs> That's honestly, I never knew wow. I wanted to see that until now. 
That's quite a thing. Listen, I'm. If you're not into B stars yet, that should be the. Oh, hook. Yeah. I'm oh, headed to ten. I'm headed to ten hours on the Star Lord marathon. I'm glad to be outnerded periodically. Right. Come back next hour as the invasion begins in Mind Wars. The Robusters go on the stage. Johnny Alpha swears revenge. The angels are back. Or yeah, the angels are back in Planet of the Damned, and the Russians invade Time Quake. Oh, finally. <laughs> God, anybody else. Yeah, and until then, I'm Codred, they're Fox and Zane, and we are the Space Spitter Star Lordathon. Keep Watch watching the skies. Why? All right. Hail Star Troopers! My name is oh. Conrad, alongside my friend Fox. It's the tenth hour of the Space Spitter Star Lordathon live stream with what two Americans accident. discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. This hour we're covering Star Lord issue nine, cover date July eighth, nineteen seventy eight. Um, this episode, the Mind War comes to Earth. The Robusters perform. Strontium Dog is betrayed. Planet of the Damned takes a water slide. And Timequake wins the war again. Oh, God. And the Nazis are finished, right? We're done with Nazis? You said Russians last time. I mean, we'll finish up the Nazis this time, I believe. Finally. You'll find the comics we're covering today in Strontium Dog, SDHD Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, Planet of the Damned Collection, and the Judge Red Magazine 408 and 409. This episode, we're joined... By Stephen Reed of the Everything Comes Back to 2000 AD podcast, Flint Lockjob Self. Welcome aboard. What a choice. Hey. All right. Fantastic. Hey, I, um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show here. More uh, podcast uh, um, solidarity here. Everybody coming on each other's show. Worlds are colliding. I wonder if, if you. You're if you could, You're oh, no. Oh, every time. <laughs> Jeez, um, I was wondering if, if if you could tell us what your history with Star Lord is, if you if you if you read it before and other things like that. Um, I didn't really have much of a history with Star Lord, actually. Uh, it was basically 2000 AD, and then in the 80s it was Eagle. In the, in the mid 80s, I think I had the first 200 issues of Eagle. I, I was a masochist back then. <laughs> um, but Star, yeah, Eagle started off really well. Because uh, I had Wagner and, and, yeah. and, and Pat Mills writing for it, and then it just got more juvenile and kitty as it got mm. older. So, well, with 2000 AD, you had the opposite, where mm. actually yeah, up he blew up a planet multiple times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Eagle was more or less. I think the way IPC were seeing it was more or less as a stepping stone for younger readers to go from Eagle then to 2000 AD. And there was like that in between gap from, you know, when you buy all the kitty comics like Beano and Dandy and you need something a little bit of action adventure, you go to Eagle and then you go to, or Core Buster, then you go to Eagle and then you go to 2000 AD. But, oh, excuse me, Star Lord. Um, yeah, I, I only actually in the last probably like five years ago read up all of Star Lord all in one go, like it's a oh, uh, Star Lord slog. Yeah, and I, I I can I can see why why it got squeezed into the 2008 because mm. some, some of the stories aren't as um, strong. Yeah, it, it feels like half of this feels strong and half of it feels very like uh, the early 70s from 2008 for me. Just kind of like yeah, shots in the dark, 70s, but insane. Yeah. For but sure. Did, did, did any of your previous previous guests talk about the publication itself, how it looked and felt in your hand? 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I talked a little bit about it. Hey, yeah, that 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 that, that Star Lord's little pricier. It has kind of a show, glossier. Show off your lovely yeah. your lovely first. It has kind of a glossier co- cover and stuff. Like you know, I got my Star Lord one here. You know, good times. Um, that is it's yeah. Signed by Carlos Escara. That it's a little taller, or it, it's thinner than regular progs. And, no, it's, um, well, it's it's the same page count, isn't it? But it's yeah. just that the paper's thinner, right? The yeah. paper's more like magazine. Yeah, it's more like an actual comic book than the sort of more newspapery um, 2000 AD, I guess. Well, it's more like a U.S. comic book. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I had more color pages too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've we're seeing between like four and six color pages, um, as opposed to uh, the, the the two that are in 2000 AD these days. Um, yeah, I think awesome. it was meant to be a fortnightly too. I don't think it was meant to be a weekly. I think that's true. I remember reading that in like uh, Throw Power Overload or something that, but then they ended up going with the uh, with the weekly model. This sort of feel like it um, um, cut some legs out of it in the early days. That's what, you know, it's well, that, that's what Fender usually say. happens. Yeah, that's what usually happens. I'm surprised that Pat had so much freedom for uh, for 2008 because whenever a new comic came about or there came out with a new idea and it's a great idea. The end of the that management came in and ended up fucking it all over on, on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving these hot takes, by the way. This is great. <laughs> yeah. they, they just did. I mean, because a lot of them were, were uh, it was just a job for them. They didn't really care about the product or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to remember Pat and, and, and John were in their 20s, these young punks coming on board. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I would be talking about space and shooting motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the old guard were like World War II guys, like, yeah, or stiff upper lip. Yeah, Jordy good shit. Let's have, let's have a magic parachute that right. flies you through the sky and shit like that. No, right. I, I, you, if you read some of the, some of the stories from Valiant or, or that time period, um, even before then, some of the some of the stories are just horrendously bad. I mean, I don't know how to sell comic books at all. Oh, I've I've read I've read a couple of uh, sci-fi specials, man. But it's all yeah, it's all the stuff that 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 then that then Bills would 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 make fun of in like those read them and weep books and stuff like that. Like the oh, uh, oh there's there's the a um, hating professor and all that stuff. Or, yeah, ooh. yeah, and there's a there's a page. I think it's from Death Planet, the very first page, where Kevin O'Neill oh, God. Yeah, he was art budget at the time and and. When the spaceship's drawn as if it's a biro, like a like a like a pen. <laughs> Please don't and make Kevin me relive O'Neill. Death Planet. Please, okay. yeah. <laughs> Kevin O'Neill made fun of it. I think he, he I think he put he put the initials biro on on the spaceship itself. Nice, <laughs> because like, the because these old artists couldn't just do sci-fi. They were all stuck in the fifties. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, funny stuff. It's a challenge for sure. Yeah. So let's jump. So, uh, okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on, Stephen. I named you a Time Warden in Star Lord's oh, Army. Dang. Very exciting. And let's jump into the issue here. Um, it's the ultimate sci-fi trip as Graham Cotton draws Hammerstein in a kill frenzy as so Rex and Silver Lady look on. Now. That yeah. makes you evil. When you've got the double clasp cape. That makes you an evil dude. And he's got the popped collar. He's straight up Dracula. Making the transition a bad guy, you know? (laughs) And that takes us to Blueprint 1, Mind Wars. So many like spherical spaceships. You're not gonna talk about how you're not gonna talk about that cover and how they don't cover up the logo. Oh, they covered I mean, I don't know. They sort of Oh, like yeah, how Hammerstein's hammer is sort of behind the the star in Star Lord. Because yeah, because one of the things you learn is that you never or very rarely cover up logos. 
because your logo is your brand, right? Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's covering up the logo is something that 2008 do today every fucking prog. Oh, yeah, really? There's a lot of things yeah. overlapping it. I think I feel, but I feel like that's like is that modern magazine? I feel like I've seen mag like a lot of magazines just where they have a model stand in front of a photo of, of the. Well, the F- like F- SFX is, is, is the big one. They would have a head stand like covering up the end of the F, so it looks like sex. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. sex sells. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, certainly, I'm a buyer. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Script for Bind Wars. Just, just admitted to buying sex. Oh, hey, man. Listen, man. Not all of us can be uh, uh, successful with sex, all right? I'm an incel. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Again. Again, whoa. <laughs> Script Allen Hebden, Art Hazard Redondo, lettering Jack Potter. The juggler invasion is bearing down on Earth. It's bad times. Man, they need to get a new spaceship designer because this this dumpling look is not not making it oh, for come me. Come on, they're gonna big plumpy boys taking on <laughs> Earth. Not not into these plump ships. The juggalos are invading, huh? That's right. Oh yeah, but- it's time to bring some great music to the world. Make yeah. people forget how it's magnets like, work. It actually they, would be better was the insane clown posse, wouldn't it? I mean, no, I, it would definitely just have themselves as a juggalo. If Star Lord could have called the insane the insane the insane clown posse, I feel like we'd be all like that would be quite a quite a feat. Nineteen seventy eight. Although I've heard the invasion of Earth is in fact the seventh Joker card, but. Uh, <laughs> Redondo's usually pretty good at drawing spaceships, so I don't know why he, he he went with this design. I feel like the Federation, like like the the uh, the human ships, I think are a little bit more conventional. So I think mm. these rounded and split ships into multiple ships. That's true. That these sort of alien ships are sort of designed to be counterparts to the uh, to the human ones. I'd, I'd imagine. <laughs> gotta gotta make them look dumb. They're the bad guys, I guess. Yeah, I guess. No, the bad guys should have all the best shit. That's what I'm saying, man. Well, like, I mean, uh, let me like listen. Long term okay. for Mind Wars, let's. I don't really like it. While the juggler are are definitely the bad guys, let's not start saying that the humans are always the good guys in this story. I There's mean, a lot going on. All I'm saying is hashtag kill those kids. Definitely. Kill those kids. Yeah. So a uh, Fed controller, Doctor Barn, calls the fleet back that was going after uh, Arlen and and our Denny, as the twins themselves, controlled by the Juggler, um, are also heading to Earth aboard the Solar Saint. Um, grown-ups in the room, Yase Tillman and Cola Rashnik try to stop them. That guy's name is Cola. Um, but Ardetti hears what they're thinking. Oh man! And creates illusionary snakes to distract them. Like I said, gotta kill these kids. These kids need to die. Love the evil well, psychic guys. I, I was asked. I was asked one time if I if I ran DC Comics or Marvel, what would I do? And I said I'd kill off all the fucking sidekicks. <laughs> they make things harder, you know. People hey, keep minds. Rim shot. The whole thing. Kill off all the kids that nobody wants to read that shit. Like you, uh, Batman with a uh, ten-year-old kid running like around with him. Come on. <laughs> Soon they're picked up by, like, a Federation cruiser finds them, so they got to destroy it. But in her mind, Ardenny is trying desperately to sort of fight against all this stuff. Got to work against your, what did they call it, irregular rays of... Irradiation thing of it? I forget. Listen, doesn't matter. 
She's got to fight against her programming, radiation programming. What does matter is that uh, the jungle invasion of Earth has begun and they're strafing Miami. Oh, no. Watch out. The one's glad masses. That's no big loss. Yeah, no. Fucking tell me about it. Like, literally all of those people could die and no one would fucking think about it. Oh, come on. Uh, We just saved all these Florida people in Robusters and now these jugglers are killing them? It's terrible. I don't know why they're focused on Florida. (gasps) Everything comes back. In Florida. <laughs> Out of here. Fucking Mar-a-Lago, is it there? Do they destroy it, yes or no? I mean, it's 2,000 years. In, it's 1,000 years in the future. It could be It'll anything It'll still be there, I know. It's written. <laughs> they built a museum around it, like that chair in the Nazi <laughs> museum in, in time this quake. Is where, this is where a president was once. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Eight years of presidency. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Fed forces are assembling around the moon. They begin their counterattack in the skies above the federal capital. Warships clash, sending death and destruction to the world below. On the hidden juggler homeworld, my favorite, uh, Narutha, is told the invasion fleet's being destroyed. But that's fine. It was just a diversion. What? What? (laughs) The fleet? He li- this is again. I love this bad guy move. I know all those guys are going to die. It doesn't matter. I need those kids to explode like a psychic bomb on the planet or whatever the fuck he's doing. And I can't listen to anything he's saying because shoulder dragon. So cute. I want me a shoulder dragon, baby. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But anyway, yeah, all this stuff is just to distract Federation forces so that the uh, these goddamn kids can land safely on Earth. <laughs> and they do. They're touching Gotta down. these kids. They're touching down on the Gobi Desert, unseen by Fed forces. In Federal City, the battle seems to be over as Dr. Varn sort of walks out on this, on this uh, destroyed landscape and stuff. Um, and gets word that the Solar Saint is on Earth, which is bad news. <sighs> I love I love his word, but it's what? Definitely. (laughs) Listen, he's having a good time. Um, but listen, so yeah, it's it's confirmed. That's bad news. We got to do something next time. Solar Saint is destroyed. This is confirmed. Yes, he didn't say these kids are dead. Don't worry about it. No, it's pretty sweet, isn't it? It, I, I mean, man. It, so it's it was uh, Aspiri and Redondo. I love how they draw a lady. Yeah, well, that was Aspiri's real strength. Like if you, oh. if you ever do the tornado. Um, if you do Star Wars, but do you ever do a whole thing of yeah. a marathon of tornado? Tornado. I mean, his Black Hawk is just amazing. Um, I'm surprised they actually took that story, and, and you know, of course, to make it sci-fi, they had to have him fight in an arena. Hey man, the yeah. origin arena. of Mac Mac, I'm never going to complain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you know, his, yeah, his series of- art not as amazing. It is oh, such yeah, a weird absolutely. merger that uh, tornado murder um, um, a merger with 2000 AD. Like, listen, we got to sci-fi these I, things up. <laughs> we got Dreamweaver yeah. out of that. Are you kidding? Dreamweaver. Well, yeah. Mind Mind Wars, I think, was one of the strongest uh, Star Wars stories, right? Oh yeah, I I love it. Just that it goes from Prague two to Prague twenty two. This constant story, everything escalating as they go. Uh, there's a shift. They're shifting alliances and all this stuff. We're, we're really starting to see it now with these big battle scenes and stuff. There's, I'm, there's only- I'm surprised that didn't make the the that and Timequake. I was surprised didn't make the switch to there's, I mean, 2008. Yeah. There's one thing that I'm very happy about that has been lost so far in these later episodes, which is. 
less incest implications? Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, I'll say that um, actually uh, Alan Hebden's been posting um, been posting Mind Wars. Incest? Uh, no, p- posting like <laughs> episodes of Mind Wars a day on his Facebook uh, uh, feed just now. Um, and he said a couple times basically that um, like they they really wanted more episodic stuff like like um, Robusters and Strontium Dog. They were less interested sure. in these long story ones. Oh, like, that's garbage. Like uh, – like Mind Wars or like a Holocaust, I guess. And you No, know, in an anthology, you have to have a variety of it, man. Like a three-line story is great and then some one-offs are also great. It, it like cleanses the palate between pieces. I mean, I mostly My, agree, I, but, you know, this early, these early days are definitely still just making an adjustment making to there, you know. Did, um, did you know that um, Redondo did a, a Marvel miniseries back in the 90s, I think it was? That sounds neat. Which, I think it was... Right, I think really? it was I think it was Rogue. Like he did a four issue Rogue miniseries. I gotta check that out for sure. I'll have to check it out and let you know. But Alan Hepton is is also the guy that I called out on one time um, because he ripped off a Twilight Zone episode. I mean, mean, everybody. Every future shock. Every future shock. Well, even the first one that they did with Brian Bolden. Remember the one with the space pilot and and, uh, he crashed. Yeah, no, yeah, that one specifically. That's the very first episode. Where is everybody? Twilight Zone. Yeah, no, I mean the one that Hebden did. It was nearly shot by shot because Rodondo did the artwork for it too. Yeah, yeah, that was was the the, uh, um, the, with the uh, with the cowboy guy or something that kind of walks out. He crosses over. He crosses over to over at the. the mountain or whatever, and then there's a, a gas station, and he gets penicillin, and he brings it back, and he's out of time. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. 100 years uh, in the past. Yeah, that's the one Alan did. And when I asked Alan about it, he said, well, people didn't have VCRs back then, so he thought that he'd, he'd take that story and do it so people won't forget it. And I'm like, nah, yeah. dude, you just ran out of time and just took that story. <laughs> yeah, just own it. It's fine. Way, Everybody else paycheck. does it. Like, yeah. Future Shocks rip off Future Shocks. But this... Well, that's fine Let's, because Alan Hebden gave us Meltdown Man, so yeah. he's good. Listen, I, I'm and he never it. melted. I mean, really. God fucking, damn it, Fox. Started we, on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Blueprint 2. Robusters. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a look at these briefs. We got to look at them. We got to smell them. We got to wear some women's clothes. There's so much we need to do here. <laughs> Listen, it's 1.30 and we're, I'm, this whole thing is going to be destroyed. <laughs> Bitch, it what, is. What time did you guys start that? Um, we started at uh, what four a.m. our time, one p.m. and so <laughs> sort of rolling through. But um, so uh, oh, I can't wait till you get to what twenty-two or twenty-three. Gonna be very exciting. There's a lot. I mean, Twenty-two is <laughs> the last. There's one. not gonna be much left of one of us. Really excited. And I, I intend to who, who, who's by the end. Has anybody started drinking yet? Fox oh, is well. Maybe. He's like five beers I'm in. A at this well-oiled point. machine. <laughs> My beers are done. The wine is gone. Like, <laughs> Terrible. All right. So, Robusters. These bot boys. They're undercover at the Ritz Space Hotel. We've just found out that entertainment robots swing along Rex's stash of like underwears. Oh, man, he's a human in disguise. Listen, I'm they can fuck with the briefs, but don't go like taking some ladies' panties and fucking bra. Yeah, actually, you know what? Looks great on Rojas. Well, hey. listen, they then go next door to check on his um partner, uh Silver Ladies. Um they check her dressing room. Oh, she's in on it. Of course she, he did. Yeah. She's a human well. too. She's got lady underwears and Rojas immediately puts puts those on because that's the kind of bot he is. 100%. That's why they have clothes on and the other other robots don't have clothes on. 
Whoa, that's deep. I mean, hey, robo boobs, baby. Absolutely. Anyway, naturally, as soon as this happens, they got to run. And as they run, they go straight on stage in the middle of the uh, of, of the nightclub. <laughs> Luckily, Rojaws and Hammerstein, true to their name, have natural uh, natural performing talent. So <laughs> they just <laughs> come mean, on and soft shoe their way through the background, basically. Like, up, 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 up. I mean, if anyone can sashay, that is absolutely Rojaws. <laughs> yeah, this... Uh, this could, in fact, yes, be the uh, hidden hidden origin of Joe Pineapple's uh, a historical <sighs> historical thing deep in his circuits. You know, <sighs> oh, Joe Pineapples, you are my my one true robo love. <laughs> he he snipered his way into my heart. Yeah, one shot, one love. Why? <laughs> Fuck! What? I am. That's too much alcohol in my system now. Um, they make you know, you know what the reference to "Swing Along" on Max is? No, I don't think so. There's a an old singer called Max Bygraves, and he used to have a TV show, and it used to be "Sing Along on Max." Ah, of course. Well, no, I didn't know that, but that's interesting. <laughs> I don't need. It does not register. Now, see the thing: if Pat Mills wrote the story today, that robot would actually be a priest, a pedophile priest. And they'd all oh. everyone else would be oh, in the newspaper business. <laughs> the standard Pat Mills uh, yeah. sticking point. <laughs> Yeah, there'd be a big corporation that's all evil and stuff. And yeah. This today. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. still there's a fair amount of that already. <laughs> like in, in Rojas, like you know the 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 previous one had this commercial for this robot hotel where the robot said like, "Hey, listen, it's cheap because we're slaves. Live it up." You know. Uh, here's a here's a funny story about Pac because he, he absolutely hates the Catholic Church. But he, when he I did, um, the, the, I don't know if you know Fox, but the Visible Man turns up again. In in 2008, oh. in the last five or six years, yeah. he, he's been in. He's been in. Yeah, he's been in specials, and it's man, drawn by the, Henry. The Flynn. man who ate cake, and you could see it go through him. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. Freak, but they, like, but they had the like visible. That. But what's cool about it is Pat had the visible woman in there and the visible dog. Oh, oh, that's right? okay. <laughs> that's, just take, that's just taking piss at this point. That's really. Oh, I'm yeah, so happy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's you'd love it. It's great, but they're, they're, the last story that the Visible Man appeared in, there was a pedophile priest in it, and and that was it. I think Matt Smith said, "Fuck this shit, can't do this, man." Oh man, was the, that was the end of the Visible Man. <laughs> well, you know, uh, resigning from the human race once more the because they'll send, uh, you know, apparently what I can assume are assassin nuns. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. Like, <laughs> So after the performance, um, uh, Hammerstein follows Rex to a meeting in a uh, in an unused massage parlor where basically just it's Rex telling the other robots that like I we know- need to murder. We need to murder right yeah. now. They want to kill everybody. He's like, you got to wait because we got to murder the right people, I guess. <sighs> um, you can't whip a fucking a mob into a frenzy to murder and say, well, listen, we just want one direction. You got to kill a bunch of people, then get Marie Antoinette in front of a guillotine. Everyone's real worried about Rojas and Hammerstein blowing up their spot. Luckily, Silver Lady <laughs> has a plan. Also, because Roj- like Hammerstein's a wardroid, man. He's got guns attached to his hips. Like, you got to be careful about that. He's got a giant hammer for a hand. That man's ready to destroy. That's right. Suddenly, not reading the sign, a human bursts into this out-of-order massage room. He's like, hey, I'm a human. Can I get a massage? Hey, I'm looking for a massage here. Get out of my way. Hey, you, uh, so many robots touch me already. And uh, 
maid bot named Call Me Helga grabs him, bends his arms back, and then rips his head off to the delight of the rest of the robots. Look at that. I mean, that's a squelch of decapitation. I, I will say this much. Love a good squelch. You know what happens when blood, when first blood is drawn? Mm. Everyone's ready to murder. Yeah. But I don't I don't see the murder frenzy here. I am very proud of Helga though. She yeah. was straight up ready with that Ushanka, just like I'm taking this dude's head. Absolutely. I lo- I love to I love to tee hee robot. <laughs> That's all he says. This guy's tee-hee. living it up, you know. I, I and I do like that it's T dash he on his on his chest. <laughs> you gotta you gotta say who you are with you know, yeah. on his, your chest. Get his job's probably just to talk to like visitors and laugh at their jokes. That's why he's the tee hee bot, you know. They they cover everything <laughs> here. Oh, oh, that's that's the worst. You're the <laughs> robot that has to laugh at anything. That's right. Later, Hammerstein's following Silver Lady as she leads him to her dressing room. She asks yeah, she him tries in. to sex bot him. Yeah, she sings him a song, does some uh, falling in oh, love man. again she's here. Into, he's into real human beings that want to be robots. <laughs> Ooh. That's his fetish. Not for thousands of years, folks. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just saying he didn't know it, but he knew it wasn't that. She tries to seduce him, Marlena Dietrichly, but then just blasts him with his pink with her pinky ring, hypnotizing him to go kill Rojaws. I mean, a kill it, crazy. Is, it is a ring pop, basically, right? Yes. Hypnotic ring pop. I mean, all ring pops are hypnotic. You have to suck on it and it's on your fingers. What the fuck are you teaching hey, children? Now. Wow. Next time on Robusters, <laughs> a robot revolt's about to start any minute. It's better than a lipstick lollipop, though. That was a little weird. That's a push pop, buddy. I'm, All right. I, well, I mean. Follow the brand guidelines. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of Sexual in the Window, starring Fox and Conrad. Oh, man. I, this, is, this isn't even the worst thing. That, I mean. Live it up. Man. <laughs> We're not we're gonna we're not gonna talk about circumcision today. Moving on. Next up we go to the Star Lord Stargrams at last. Well, hold on, so hold many, on. What do you guys think of the artwork? Is the artwork not a bit oh. weird to you guys? Does it look dated? Uh so here's what I'll say hmm. from my end. I like the color spread, like the two page colors. Uh, just because, uh, again, what I like about kind of this early age and uh, they use a lot more vibrant colors. Uh, here's my thing, man. It's 1978. Uh, it's going to look dated. Also that they don't show a man's head getting ripped off, but later they show people just exploding. Right. Like, I, show a man's head getting ripped off. I think it's fine. Well, I think the design work is strong because I, um, Kevin O'Neill is the one that designed the robots. So, Are you serious? Yeah. So any, any, anybody that draws them, I mean, you can definitely tell from Rojas. So anybody that draws them already has a strong design to go with. And that's what they used to use. When you guys hit Dread in the 90s now, you'll see these artists drawing Dread for the first time. They're absolutely horrendous. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> But here's, because here's, how, design, here's how you know how I feel about that. I say, what's wrong with your face? Right. But the thing, the thing is that the design of Dread is so strong that it, it kind of really it can, ca- it yeah, it can carry it a bit. You can't really mm-hmm. fuck it up. You just um, have to draw a really big chin and a frown most of the time. Yeah, I always, I always found I that this art was spaghetti face. <laughs> yeah, I always found that this art, even back then, uh, was very dated looking because because I think Pino didn't he do some uh, Mac One? I oh. believe so. The name, yeah, it's one of the like it's hard to remember all these I'll guys over the time. One. But yeah. it out. I, I believe and this so. Is one of, yeah. 
and this is one of Pat's bugbears as well, because I think there's when it, in Star Lord, and then when it went from Star Lord into 2000 AD, they used so many different artists on Robusters that Pat got pissed off, said he's never bringing them back, and he, it took him years before he brought them back in, I mean, in Nemesis. Well, and when you see Kev O'Neill doing, you know, yeah. like any sorts of robots, especially, uh, why am I forgetting the... The, the heavy the metal last. kids were only in what, one or yeah. two yeah. after Iconic. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. In the Robot Revolution, folks in the chat room are saying that a disaster 1990s the big Pino, is a big Pinot one for oh, 2018. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. We all know how I feel about that. And we're not touching that right now okay. because, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll go on forever. <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> Stargram. Starler's got some letters at last. Uh, the Any letters. The big prize winner what, is. What the fuck is Star doing in Star Lord's letters? You know, listen, we got these Stargrams. Everybody's got to learn, do their thing. But yeah, I mean, because it's a spinoff, everybody's got to like bring up Tharg as well. You know, a lot of Star-Lord oh. ads in, in 2000 AD at this point, you know. They even have Tharg listen, come in and do a, do a guest spot. He's got Borag thugs and everything. If you're into you each other, that. I don't blame you. I mean, you're both handsome men from different planets. I And one of them is indoctrinating children. The other... Is trying to get children's money, so they both and seem you, like shysters to me. And you got that stamp ad in there too. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, one hundred and one stamps, kids! Almost as oh, great as God exciting Christ. train spotting. Get me out of stamps country, no, Conrad. Please, I don't want to look at these letters anymore. There are too many words. Listen, okay, I just want to. I just want to point out one thing, which is the uh, the ten pound winner, which is a bunch of DIY fake sci fi stuff. And the, the big defining part of um, all of these Star-Lord letters is that kids are forming paramilitary groups based around <laughs> stickers they got in the first issue of Star-Lord and are continuing to form them as time goes by. Read, did you read the very last Star-Lord story that came out a few years back? Oh, yeah, Not yeah. Right. I'm saving that for for Fox for later in the episode. Oh yeah, but I want to. I want to. After after this is done, you got your marathon is done. You have to let me read just that one story. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I I know where it is. It's in like the one of these. I do not understand what's going on. But I want to draw attention also to this postal. Do what I hope is this real postal note they're sending people, which has Howard Quartz on it with for ten pounds, because that's pretty solid as just uh, something you could put on your wall or something like that. Ten pounds is a lot of money, man. I mean, it's oh, a lot yeah. of money in 1978. You can buy yeah, like – back in those days. 10 issues of 2000 AD with it, you know, or whatever else. Only two of these countries did Britain destroy, I guess. <laughs> these stamps. All right, let's <laughs> keep going. The and the other two are Mediterranean. You don't want to go there anyway. Stop looking at the stamps. Let's go to Blueprint 3, city, Strontium the Dog. The sea on Australia is for convicts. Oh, no. See, so they're not even really British citizens. They're just slaves. Stamps. <laughs> hey, that's Star-Lord Skateboard Strike Force. That's uh, Kevin O'Neill art. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I, I didn't. Did the... I, I forgot that I was talking to a time warden. I could go to jail right now. Listen, I think he did the art for all of the uh, all the badges, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's so good, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely. O'Neill. He's always the go-to guy for these kinds of things, and it's always a lot of fun, for sure. Has it touched your skin yet, Conrad? No, I'm trying not to, but like the problem is that they're very near my head when I wear them on my shirt here, and I'm incredibly sweaty. So I'm, you know, it's only a matter of time. They will attach you and never leave your body. That's right. 
Um, so Blueprint 3, Strontium Dog, Script Robot John Wagner's T.B. Grover, Art Robot Carl Sascara, Letter Robot John Aldrich. On a mission to capture the remaining native jocks on this planet ruled by an right. AI named McIntyre, the jocks have we ambushed the Stromps. <laughs> uh, the Stromps, I should say. Uh, Johnny keeps his blaster on stun as Wolf wades in with the happy stick. Concussions for all. <laughs> hey, you know. No final solution for these indigenous people. No. He says um, he stuns a few, but says his next shots will be lethal. The jocks assume that the dogs were here to kill them um, under orders of McIntyre. But Johnny says he's just here to bring them in so he can be one happy planet or something. And definitely totally treated fairly and not just used as slaves. Uh, something. I mean, they agree, so they take him down to the secret jocks base underground. The leaders explain that while once McIntyre, then called Milton the Marvelous, was a benevolent uh, computer leader, <laughs> as the years computer passed, leader. yeah, it became twisted by power. And when the citizens tried to rise up and remove the robot from power, it started a war, destroy their civilization. This is what happens when you give the launch codes to a computer. Mm. Listen, they need 27 people to legally overthrow McIntyre and what? soon they'll have enough because one of their women is pregnant. What? Oh, my God. Because they don't have an. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Gotta have a quorum, Fox. <laughs> that's just regular. That's just like the rule of parliamentary <laughs> procedure. All right. I love this. It's like it's not that you can't have a dog as a lord. Uh, it's that we never said you couldn't have a dog as a lord. That's right. Listen, He's, this computer's kicking field goals all over the place, buddy. <laughs> God, it's Airbud all over again. We cannot let Airbud happen again. Anyway, surely there's been enough killing, Fox. Uh, listen, there's never enough killing, and don't call me Shirley. Nope. Yeah, exactly, because this robot crow turns out to be a neutron bomb. He's going to kill everybody. <laughs> <sighs> It's just like a, a Rick was too drunk and made a spider leg neutrino bum. Basically. Easy. <laughs> um, it's too powerful for a time device to save them. So Johnny's forced to use his alpha vision to disarm the oh thing. Oh, my God. There's not Conrad. enough time. We see the clock counting down here. Everything's very tense. Love this very like a uh, Conrad <laughs> upper right corner. Wolf's face. Magnifying glass immediate. Ah, that one just screaming at robot. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. In the end, it seems that Johnny is not powerful enough to disarm the bomb. There isn't enough time. So we got a time bomb out of this place, man. Yeah, sadly, there's only enough time bombs for him and Wolf. So just those two survive. Oh, Anti-gravity parachutes. They They're back again. The anti-grav -parach anti parachute their way down. And when they so land, Johnny Alpha, all the jocks are dead. Johnny's been played for a sucker. And that means it's time for revenge. Next time, I've got a lot of hate to get rid of. That, I, that's usually what I say when I go to the bathroom. I mean, oh. Because <laughs> poops. Because poops from your <laughs> Very How real. How the hell does he fit that sidearm, that gun, into his, into, into his uh, thingamajig? Uh, no, it's, he's not fitting it into a holster, man. I mean, he's got no. a... That's not his usual sidearm, is it? That's not his Westinghouse. Ah, it it's, goes into his secret butt pocket. Yeah, I mean, the, the Westinghouse... It's the invisible Whoa. space behind you that just houses everything that a hero needs. His you just gun, reach yeah. into the invisible butt pocket area and you pull it out. Good Lord. Well, it's like when in the Wonder Woman movie where she has the sword on her back. You know that the sword is clenched between her buttocks. I mean... Because that's the only 
She that's, can probably that's yeah. Hello, she's okay, doing a shit ton of exercises. You think she's yeah. not working her glutes? Whoa. But yeah, the, his gun's very much evolving at this point. Like, it, it doesn't have the numbered cartridges yet. I don't think it will until until 2000 AD. We'll, no, we'll really it just start has the four cartridges. It has the dumb thing where it's like it only explodes at this distance. Yeah. Fuck off. That's the main feature right now. It's the thing I don't like the most. <laughs> Carlo, Carlos is designed for Strongia Dogs is another example of Carlos going, fuck you to the artist to follow him. Because oh. Carlos is throwing his hand up in the air like "fuck you, artist." <laughs> yeah, it, it's just that as an artist myself, drawing Strongium Dog, it, it's the com- the costumes that the uniforms that Carlos comes up with are so fucking complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's even dread like the shoulder pads shouldn't work. Oh, well, you, you can't. I mean? Well, now the, you can't copy it. Yeah, he won't let you. <laughs> yeah, he's just covered in belts and stuff. Well, so, I, so I only have one question, and then we'll move on. I promise, Conrad. Uh, you know. you're, there's only a certain group of people who can answer this for me. Anti gravity field fucking parachutes. Why was that a thing? What do you mean? You got to slow your fall. No, right? I, I am. I'm asking our our man in the field here. It, it was all over the 1970s. Someone would just hold a thing and it would be like a floaty parachute. It's mostly strontium dog and stainless steel rat. So I'm putting no, the blame on Carlos Estera. Stainless steel rat because it was also in uh, – God, what were that? The the World War II people who went through time. Phantom a, Force or something? Phantom Squad? Phantom, Phantom Squad. Patrol? Fantastic. Listen, they had, had jetpacks. They didn't have anti-grav. No, they parachutes. called them grab shoots. They called them grab shoots. And also, okay. I think it's in the VCs as well, isn't it? Oh, it could it be is in the VCs. Could be in the VCs. You're right. Why? 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 Because, <laughs> like, you want people to be able to fly around, but it takes a lot of time to draw a parachute, but just some circles around a fist. That's well easy. It's the future. Yeah. Lighten up, baby. I do not accept these answers, but I understand. <laughs> I will accept how you feel about these answers. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to Thrill 4, Planet of the Day. Oh, sorry. I should say, listen, love Iscarazart always. He's the guy. Yeah, But, uh, but now we're going to Vesperi country. Blueprint <laughs> 4, Planet of the Damned. Uh, script Pat Mills as Ari Wright, Art Alfonso Aspiri, lettering robot Tom Frame, the story that stars Stephen Reed himself as Flint's being attacked by these giant uh, vines and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> Death of the writer here. Death of the author, rather. Aspiri, Aspiri did a strip called Lorna, I think it was. And uh, I think it, they reprinted it in some heavy metals. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's rad. He has this very heavy metal feel to him, definitely. This well, lots of those European guys did. Mm. Yeah, sexy ladies, sexy men, sexy robots. Everybody's sexy. Definitely. Um, so, Flint's being eaten by these plants. Oh, it's bad. Luckily, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, in the worst way. In the worst way. Luckily, sci-fi writer Hatch is here to help him. know where this is going. Listen, we're seeing a lot of a lot of fetishes be born in the pages of uh, the Planet of the Damned. Absolutely. <laughs> Hackman Hack comes in. He hacks with the sword and stuff like that. All these plants are kill crazy. But Hackman does. <laughs> they they escape the sanctuary. And Hackman Jerry says, they name him." Uh, no, uh, what you call it? Um, uh, this is a guy who's good with explosives. Let's call him Bomber. This is a guy who's good with. 
Pac-Man. No, Let's call him Pac-Man. He's a he's a he's a different. He's a distant relative of uh, that that guy from Kingdom. Absolutely, you know. Oh my god, Dan Pac-Man. Abnett Baines. You know. <laughs> oh, waiting, waiting. Uh, Fox gets to that in what six years? Oh, <laughs> like a hundred. No, it's it's like two thousand years. I, I'm gonna be. I, he will resurrect my bones through necromancy. That's right. You're cursed. He owes, You'll never he owes be free. One one fox corpse. <laughs> um, the, so they they free Flint, but a bunch of random ladies get killed. They escape from the sanctuary. Good times um, with their place of safety described. I guess it's up to Flint to lead everybody back to Earth. But because the planets of the plants have all turned against everybody, all Shoot of the these, green man. All of these like ladders and shit they used to climb up here are broken. Yeah, we got to slide down the saliva slide. Yeah, they got to go down this big water slide. This is why you have to keep that river. woman alive so that she can keep making saliva to make sick ass water slides. Saliva <laughs> she, slides. She was me. ready to go. <laughs> she, <laughs> she anyway, fruit, man. listen, it's going to be good. We're going to go down this water slide. It's going to be real fun. Problem is, there is a giant acid lake at the bottom, so watch out for that. A lot of acid. Rolling around at the speed of sound until butt rock sends you into an acid lake. It's That's fine. right. Listen, they jump down the there. the first person to the slide, I guess. Yeah. Hackman make, uh, uh, Flint goes first, of course, and Hackman makes the jump. Flint uh, grabs him. But another lady, just all these ladies just exist. Ah, the, they hate the women in this strip, don't they? Ladies are the red shirts of Planet of the Damned. They just show up to be murdered, basically. So, My dude, it's 1970, and Lorna yeah. Varn. Yeah, at the same time, Pikachu I think. and talk to it, all right? Yeah. Like, well, you I know. Mean, even, why do even I still Flint remember says- her name? Please do not let me remember Death Planet, Conrad. You I had it. I actually loved Death Planet. I actually loved Death Planet. Fuck it was off. So bad. Fuck it was off. so bad. These it two are so bundled bad. together: Planet of the Damned and Death Planet. That 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 that, oh, that Planet of the Damned collection the crossover that nobody wanted comes with Death Planet. The two are inextricably linked because they're both these. Or no, I guess no. Hedman didn't do this one. It's it's Mills, but they're both these whatever weird planets where someone puts a small animal up to their face, but in one of them it's a walkie-talkie, and the other it's your face. <laughs> in one of them it's a Pikachu that's a walkie-talkie, and the other it's I mean it's going to bite you in the face, and I guess you die from shock because Absolutely. that's what ladies do. Yes. they die from shock, uh, or like you're this lady, just go into the acid, and you're just sort of a hand well, floating the, at the, the top. Empathy. The at least it was just a lady, am I right? Not, not yeah, like, yeah, it's like super wench. Nothing yeah, of it's value. Just, his throwaway line, poor wench so near and yet so far. It's like, fucking hell, dude. No, it's, uh, Doesn't no, care. It's, it's got huge asshole energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. All right. So things go from bad to worse. Went Flint, who appears to now be a redhead. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Um, Who cares? Sees the marauding band of Charlie's Angels. Last time we saw him, he was joining up with some leftover Nazis. And I guess they've convinced him to fight for the fatherland. They've made him a Nazi, too. Oh, no. They've red pilled this motherfucker as hard as they could. (laughs) I am the captain now. Oh, but but with a K, because it's the Germans. Because that's, well, not just a K, just, you know, adds that extra racial tension to it, you know? I mean, Nazi stuff tends to do it. Um, He says to say their prayers, and then a new voice appears on the horizon. It's Lou Kerr, one-time business tycoon, now green dude with, like, vines for junk. Oh, man, that's just goop. Goop coming from his gut over his junk so that you don't see his junk, but not because he doesn't want to show it to you. 
That's just where the goop's going, man. He's the leader of the ab humans now. Everybody's taking leadership positions. Oh, no. He's the leader of the bunch. <laughs> oh, man. Next time on Planet of the Dams. Drive them into the lake of acid. Sorry, Fox. Can't no, wait to see. Good. Can't wait to see this guy spit acid. Me either. I'm pretty stoked. From his belly button, nipples or junk, I would accept all three. Someplace. So long as there's acid, that's all I ask. I mean, listen, it's not the fun kind. It's definitely the one where a bunch of people melt, mostly women. <laughs> all right. We we got got a quick. Quick ad for... Ah, do you want some claws or maybe some bones? Ah, 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 it's Nidentikit. Get out of here. 30p, whatever. Yeah. It's related to snacks. Enjoy these snacks. And that I don't understand. And that takes us to Blueprint 5, Time Quake. Do you, uh, get, do you see that he's doing fast forward now? I love Conrad on fast forward. got four minutes until we're at the hour, Fox. Like, I'm trying to Let's... live. <laughs> we're not at Ozzy Osbourne minutes yet. Blue. Okay, so script: Chris Louder as Jack Adrian, Art Magali Salidas, Letter Robot Peter Knight. Just say Nazis, 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 Nazis until it doesn't happen. Well, listen, there's Nazis, but there's also Russians. Yeah. Um, you know, Miles Borman's also Doctor uh, uh, Zeidler from the future, time control operative. He's going to kill our heroes, James Blocker and Susie Cho. But Blocker shoots his gun out of his hand. They jump to safety. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm very glad that he was able to do that. But then German troops arrive and think they're Russians. Oh, no. Oops. Fucking Krauts. We've got to deal with that. Jesus Christ. I'm in Germany. I'm not. I'm allowed to say that. Okay. The troops fight back, <laughs> but they've lost uh, Borman and more troops to Russians. Oh, these Ivans coming in here. It's all back and forth. Oh, wow. Hey. Yeah, that's right. Come on, buddy. Come Borman, on, buddy. At this point, Alliance is shifting back and forth. Borman says, hey, let me team up with you because we've <laughs> You're got Russian these. You're Russian and not these, Yeah, because I, I don't want these Russians to kill me, so let's be friends. Uh, well, no, they don't like you either. Yeah, they fight them with their blasters, but they're running out of ammo. Russians still coming. But at that moment, even more alliances. American planes fly oh, overhead. Is, I mean, a guy explodes from like a blast. Like it's just his head. Drop a bunch of bombs and stuff on oh, that. This is so rad. Then, Man, war is... War isn't hell. War is dope when it's in a comic book. Yeah, listen, come on. Plus, at the same time, uh, Maxi Man and Master Man are punching each other out and stuff. It's good times. Fucking message. Let's just get this out of here. Carpet bomb the comic. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Some amazing dialogue in here. Like, uh, here's mud in your eye, fatso. Oh, I mean, (laughs) listen. That's the best. Russians, the Russians have copped it on it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, the nice thing is, is that they actually gave the Russians bullets and guns in the for the same person, not just one man bullets, one man a gun. <laughs> hey, they, they've gotten better equipped since Stalingrad, I guess. You know, they're at, they're at Berlin. The war's almost over. I mean, they're traveling uh, through time. One would hope they have enough money for the bullets and the guns. Yeah, but so uh, Borman points out and points like his past self, basically running uh, to safety ever. from Hitler's bunker. And we kind of flash back to his original story when the original Just Doctor Ziegler came back in time, and so he killed him and took his place uh-huh. and had some you know far future identity theft. I guess I'm like so very tired sad. Of Nazis. I'm so tired. I know Star Lord's the comic with twenty percent more Nazis than any other comic. We really have had a lot but of Nazis. Less, but less titles with the words final solution in them. 
2018 <laughs> has the fucking premium on that shit. <laughs> but so he kind of explains that like, oh, yeah, then I took his place and I gave Hitler the A-bomb and now we won World War II and I'm pretty awesome and now I'm going to kill you guys. Luckily... <laughs> Uh, Quetzal Olmec, the third member of this team that uh, we haven't seen pretty much this entire adventure, shows up and shoots this guy in the back. So, story. <laughs> problem <laughs> averted. Let's, let's clean up this Nazi problem real quick. At the same time, they rush to get the original Dr. Zeidler and free him as the original Borman <sighs> gets gunned down again, like double shot in the back, honestly, by, um, <laughs> by, uh, by, by Blocker here. Good times. <sighs> God. Can you remember how Blocker? How was Blocker qualified for this role? Uh, he was he was picked up on a bus because he drove a boat with a terrorist on it, and then he punched a guy in the face, and they said, "Won't you be a time cop, please?" And they, then he yeah. punched another guy in the I, face. Yeah, and they I kind said, of yeah, it was okay. really stupid. They needed oh, no, someone it's... to go back in time and kill Blocker, so they said, "Oh, let's get himself to kill himself, and then we'll get a new but time." Then that drop, they dropped that hard. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, again, yeah. no. Time cops. Day is saved. Good times. Back in the past, everything worked out the way it was supposed to, but I still gotta make out with Susie, because that's my kind of life. Um, I mean, you know, when she's in her old woman state. Susie's like, oh yeah, now I'm an old hag form. You want to make out with me now? And Blocker's like, yeah. ooh, no way. Because he's experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen, doesn't know how it works. So anyway, next time on Time Quake, attack, alert, overwhelming attack, emergency alert. Man, we got to replay every... that. <sighs> isn't oh yeah, uh, whatever. Isn't isn't every time situation an emergency? I feel like uh, whatever. You God, think I'm so, so but tired no. of Nazis. I'm so tired of We're Nazis. We're done with coming. the Nazis. Oh yeah. It's after at least four issues. You gotta you gotta move on from the Nazis. Yeah, we are done. And we're also done with <laughs> issue nine of Star Lord. <laughs> And oh, thus, I have penance. one question for both of you. Stephen Reed of Everything Comes Back 2000 AD, what are your top and bottom stories for this issue of Star-Lord? Give uh, us your truth. Really, it's between the art artists for me. Uh, mm. It's a tussle between Redondo and Asperi. I'll probably mm. go with Redondo because he's got bikini babes on the third page. So harsh. Super You're not strong. in a tentacle porn, clearly. Or acid porn. No, my worst would be... Melt porn. <laughs> Come on. Timequake. Timequake is pretty bad. This is very much like, very much we just got tired of it, so here's some paradox stuff. Let's move on to the yeah. next story. It's, it, it does, yeah. I mean, it's it's shit. not even the main Nazi. It's just Borman. Oh, it's shit now. It's shit. You didn't even kill Hitler. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Hitler's even, being even, Hitler's busy being kidnapped by Johnny Alpha right now. I'll have saying, you know. Even Johnny Alpha kidnapped Hitler. <laughs> Get out of here. Awesome, Fox. What's your top and bottom? Oh, oh boy. You know what? Uh, I want to go against the grade and be like, oh, it's it's robusters because of robots donning underwear. But I I can't do that. Yeah. I will tell you that it is definitively Planet of the Damned because I prefer Aspiri and I prefer a lot of people getting first eaten by plants and then secondarily 
<laughs> dissolved in acid. Good times. They really do not like women in this comic mm-hmm. book. And hey, the Nazis are back, and so are green men. I don't know what's going to happen. It's such a dumb comic, and I love it, and it doesn't... It's like directionless. And uh, that's the best part. It it's doesn't like they got. It's like yeah. It's like they got those. Remember those uh, poetry magnets used to have with right. all the. Oh yeah, where you would just <laughs> like, like threw them up in the air, landed. Oh look, we got the latest planet to them. Oh man, it's so perfect. I that's the schlock that I love. And <laughs> yeah, of course the bottom's going to be time quick, man. I'm tired of Nazis. None of this matters. The Russians didn't really help and then Americans carpet bombed the fucking comic to shit and then hopefully they reset and do some time cop stuff. I mean, uh, time cops, there's so much limitless potential. Shit, you're a time warden, buddy. Like, you can have a time prison. We're not yeah. talking about any time cop stuff. No, I'm Nazis. Done. It's Conrad, passing the fucking orb to you. Ball, sports ball yeah. to you. I mean, I'll make it unanimous and have time quake in my bottom for sure. Yeah. Give me, give, I mean, you put it in my bottom, right in there. Um, right up in there? Yeah. I, mean, I'll I will. Say, I'll say for my top, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Steven and say, time, and say, uh, Mind Wars. I'm really liking this. Got these invasion of Earth, all these aliens doing stuff, devastation all around, um, various like, like multi layered plans and stuff. <laughs> Get some bikini babes in here as well. Listen, I think, man. I, I think Ian Gibson's helping out with the like, like just doing some finishing work on here. You can see his, his touch. Yeah, there. I know Hebden mentioned That's that as well tapes. on Facebook. Um, but yeah, fun stuff. Oh man! All right, Conrad. Yeah, Conrad. What do we got to do? We got to kill these kids. Got to kill these kids. And I hope everybody en- enjoyed the show. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, check out our, our uh, podcast, SpaceBitter2000. You can contact us, SpaceBitter2000 at Gmail, all that stuff. Check out the Patreon. Give us money. We're working very hard. Um, plug, 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 plug. Steven, plug, where can plug, we find plug. you on the internet? Uh, everything comes back to 2008. His just personal put, Facebook, which yeah, you can add anyone big, can just, add him. Yeah, just <laughs> just type it in the Google and it'll pop up. Yeah. I'm Facebook friends with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the main persons who yells DMs. at me for 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 mispronouncing uh slain names. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, it's pronounced Slanchiana. <laughs> Everyone Slanchiana. can die. Listen, Slanchiana. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. Awesome. Come back next. It is, it is yeah. funny. Oh, it is funny listening to you mispronounce names though. I'll, I'll mispronounce them until I die, baby. Try. I'm a German man. I don't know these these names of these Irish and Welsh and Celtic people. A man in Germany. I'll yeah. mispronounce everything and everyone. I pronounce the Irish name right. So, right? Oh, so amazing. <laughs> Come back next hour's so Mind Wars, fights jackals, Robusters goes kill what? crazy. It's Jackal? robot fighting time in Strontium Dog. Planet of the Damned reaches its climax, and the time and a uh, time quake is off on a new adventure. Oh. Finally. Yeah. Is and it it's Nazi based? No, it's Aztec based. And until oh, then, no, I'm bad. Conrad. Yep. Listen, gonna be it's gonna be questionable. I'm Conrad, they're Fox and Steven, and we are the Space Spitter Star Lordathon. Keep watching the skies. Hail Star Troopers! My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the eleventh hour of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon, a live stream <laughs> where two Americans discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. 
Let's smash some spaceships. 2 p.m. here in Los Angeles. In this hour, we're covering Star-Lord issue 10, cover date July 15th, 1978. This time, Star-Lord faces the heat. The Robusters have half-tough times. Strontium Dog takes its fee. Planet of the Dam concludes. And Timequake is off to Aztec times. Oh, that's going to be a bad look. Going to be a whole thing. Find the comics we're covering today, as always, in Strong Team Dog, SDHD Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, Planet of the Damned Collection, and the Judge Red Magazine, Issues 408 and 409. In this episode, we're joined by Peter of the Where Eagles Dare podcast. Welcome aboard! One half Hello. of the sweetest boys. Right. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> Hi, Conrad. Hi, Fox. Conrad, you're I looking look. very Conrady. Listen, uh, I'm going through a lot. We say. Year 11, yeah. you know, hour 11. Surviving. And, and, and Fox, you're looking great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm wearing a tank top. I don't want to be visible right now as I'm unshaven. And as I've said, think George Clooney, but younger and more attractive. And a ghost. Oh, you've got to. And a ghost <laughs> in Conrad's head. Absolutely. I'm just out of my pajamas. So <laughs> there we go. Excellent. Hey, so... Choice. Peter, what's your history with Star Lord? How have you? How did you come ac- or ha- have you come across the comic in the past? And uh, and I have you listened to and have you read it before? That I'm, I'm going to make this brief, Conrad. Um, I have it. no history with Star Lord. Ooh, <laughs> exciting! One hundred percent perfect. Ah, you're um, just like Fox then, the and me. Person, like, uh, woman, ago. man, camera, TV. <laughs> Current events. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be acing tests later on. Don't worry. We'll come to that. All right. So, Peter, Where Eagles Dare, a podcast very similar to my own, one I enjoy quite a bit, and that means that you're one of the few people I'd trust to jo- to draw to a guide the good ship space spinner star lordathon through the night. So, I'm going to put my it's feet up and let you take it away. I I would Ooh. actually call you guys a calm cast. Ooh. Ooh. Very, very relaxing to listen to you boys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So Star Lord issue ten, fifteenth of July, nineteen seventy-eight. Um, brilliant cover. We go death at warp factor nine. Um, illustrated by <laughs> Graham Cotton. Yeah, uh, Cotton or, or Cotton. Yeah, I want to say Graham Coxon because I'm a Blur fan. But, <laughs> but oh, hell yeah, different, different. Um, uh, straight off the bat, uh, it's a really painterly cover, and uh, what I'm actually thinking about is that maybe Graham Cotton may have done some issues of the New Eagle, um, hmm. certainly the covers, because it has his style. Ah. Um, there's a really nice Mannix one, which we uh, Dave and I talked about on the podcast, which we're trying to find the origin on. I think this is the man. Ah, interesting. Um, I appreciate it. I also appreciate the cover. Uh, I know that Steve Green in the last hour was talking about um, covering up Steve the logo. Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this actually kind of uh, lets it, it lets it breathe a little bit without anything getting in the way, you know. Sure, but there's a sort of a, there's a symmetry to it, you know, the star mm. behind the Star Lord and the fins of the ship, the stricken Antilles, um, sort of echo one another. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually like a, no, I get the I get the five pointed star feel here. <laughs> Yeah, he's clearly a Satanist. I know what you mean. Listen, always time for <laughs> Satan. Absolutely. Hey, listen, he makes time. <laughs> oh my but god! Um, that's that's the cover, I'll and it to, probably I'll has, try to hold has back. It, <laughs> It's got no bearing on on the on the contents. So, um, yeah, we show the page. Yes, please. Here we go. Blueprint one: Mind Wars. 
Yeah, written by Alan Hipton, uh, illustrated by Jesus Redondo, and uh, text <laughs> by Jack Potter. Um, it's Earth, it's 2000 AD, and the solar saint has just been destroyed by Dr. Vaughn of the Stellar Federation. Oh, no. <laughs> Ergonic torpedoes gone, potentially the most dangerous ship ever to reach Earth, eliminated. But, away from the wreckage, our heroes have survived, and Ardini and Ireland... Am I getting the names pronounced right? Yeah, I think that's Hashtag about, right. Hashtag kill those kids. Kill those yeah. kids. <laughs> well, failure on that part, Fox, because they are momentarily <laughs> free <laughs> from the explosion and the influence of Naruto of the Jackal. Now, back <laughs> on his hidden home, the Cosmol, that's him, um, gives his underlings one day to reassert control, and on Earth, Van discovers there are no remains amongst the solar saint debris. Love that shoulder S- dragon. <laughs> Klee Fang, man, he's my fave. Um, seal off the whole desert uh, so Van orders his jackal troops uh, to sweep the area and among the waste uh, the twins juggler guide Cola is suffering from the heat he's all fairy uh, and he this really is burning up he, um, he's discovered by the jackals who set on him and Ardini finds she can't use her mind powers to stop them they have oh, their blind helmets yeah so blind helmets. helmets that's what stops psychic energy yep Lead is the Man. is the bane of many a, many a thing. Yeah. So literally everybody who said get all the lead out of your house was wrong. I mean, if you're worried about psychics, <laughs> you know, gotta be worried about other I'm things all, also. I, I, Conrad, I'm always worried about psychics. All right, no astral projection in my house. I'd be concerned about having neck problems. Mm. <laughs> I mean, do these guys have like really really short necks because of the lead lined helmets? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's gonna be heavy. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, Tillman says they haven't faced an enemy like him. And I don't know, something happens, but the ground spits <laughs> below the jackals. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well. Ardenny, yeah, listen, they haven't faced an enemy like Ardenny before. So if she can't affect their um, brain, she's going to open up the ground beneath them and send them straight to hell. Listen, tremors that's, is a that's real exactly thing. What I was thinking. Send straight them to, to the hell. <laughs> <laughs> just like the clash song um yeah. and uh yeah so they fall into the crevasse um but they have anti-grav guns um and so they fly out of That's the crevasse and then <laughs> uh, he drags them back down. <laughs> <laughs> imagine letting one go i mean if you're a brother fingers you've lost it it's just it's just going it takes cartridges or does it just like you have to recharge it like plug it in <laughs> Let's not talk about the qualities of anti-grav units here. Let's <laughs> trying to live a life. <laughs> too much. Too much tech already. Anyway, um, uh, they go back down into the hole. <laughs> into the bin. Um, oh, yeah, they do. Cola's oh, life readings are terminal. Yeah. <laughs> and as he oh. dies, he enlists Tillman to look after the twins, especially Aditi. And her, I detect the power to throw off the shackles of the juggler. Remember what Zazda said? I don't. Um, yeah, before no he died, is. find find, find the, the green star. Yeah, that was the guy oh, that was yeah, killed by all right. those by all those pins from the drive. Never you know, find me lucky charms, uh, man. I got killed by <laughs> pins. Oh no! Tillman promises, and Cola dies. Oh man! Whoops! Uh, at that moment, the neural irradiation array is restored, <laughs> and Naruto reestablishes control. Tillman is distraught and powerless as the twins hold hands. Mr. Tillman. <laughs> they disappear and rematerialize in the office. Holding of, hands still. Of, of, of course. 
<laughs> Can't let go. In the, in the office of Dr. Van himself. By the stars, the nightmares finally come true. Oh, no. We're about to inquisit your ass with some incest. That's right. <laughs> Next week, this is the sun's exploding. Oh, oh that. <gasps> I didn't read that. Now that I've read it, and now that you've said it, it's the best thing I've heard all night. Very exciting. <laughs> Isn't the sun always exploding? But like this is real. Like this is the real thing. Exploding. This is full, full exploding. You know. So you mean like a supernova, or are we talking like, oh, you know, it's just having a hiccup because of all the plasma? <sighs> Probably it's just. I'd say, yeah. I'd say solar flares, but there are enough flares in the strip already. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Space boots. laughs> that's the key. <laughs> eh. Sorry. All right, let's keep going. You're you're literally a Conrad stand-in. It's so great. <laughs> got these jokes. Got these jokes. Hey, on the, on the we've got a very special thing on the rest of the page, though. We've got an ad. Yeah. Oh, please, God! It's a it's a nuclear explosion of flavor. Yeah, it is. It's growl zapping, Martian cracking, good clone killing, android building, bo- bad buzzing, bonjo bashing, lump making, astro jumping, high flying, hard hitting, atom splitting. 2000 AD. But is it tab? No. You and your no, tab, that's Fox. The problem. That's the problem. <laughs> it's the real thing. It's not tab. Contents. Judge Dredd, Dan, dear, Mark, Zero, Ant War. I mean, that puts you so, puts you in a time, doesn't so it? Definitely. The big, the big problem here is that all of those things are good. And I would normally say, like, dumb. Dumb ad. Except that's <laughs> literally, like... One of my favorite times that we've read ever, Conrad. <laughs> Real early times, right as... Um, it's not Mach 1, it's Mach 0. That's the key caveat there. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's Mach 0, it's Ant Wars. Um, oh, Ant Wars is my bay. It's probably the run-up to the Cursed Earth, I think. I don't, I don't know the exact... And Dare's exact genocides. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely Battle Action Place at Dan Dare, for sure. Battle Action Place that is the best Dan Dare. Yeah, we all agree on this. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Well... <laughs> There's crazier Dan Dare specialists yeah, behind us. So yeah, there's crazier Dan Dares and Eagle, of course. Multi, yeah, and I'm multi-layered, about, multi-layered flashbacks and all that stuff. So, so I'm excited about Ant Wars because uh, because uh, we're getting Ant Wars and Eagle and Eagle's oh, future. Mm. It's very, it's very, very good. And though, I, and I won't derail us <laughs> too much. I will have to ask, and I'll ask, uh, uh, you know, your your counterpart the same thing. Um, yeah. Is Dan Dare a war criminal? No, no, he's 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 he's, oh. he's been reset. Sorry, so yeah, forgive it's it. A diff- it's a different Dan Dare in Eagle. I'm not than talking about. Oh, I'm not talking about cross time. Dan 2008 Dare. Dan Dare as a whole. Yeah, like just as a whole. I mean, like I you can't forgive everything. Yeah, no, listen. No, oh, 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 Eagle Dan Dare is very clean cut. I mean, unfortunately, he's very very wet. But um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can have you can have. War criminal Dan Dare. That's fine. Yeah. That's some that's like, that's, He's done some it's shit. My yeah. fav- it's my favorite Dan Dare. It's war criminal Dan Dare. Anyway, please continue. Right, come stop. on. We got to go, guys. We got to keep, yes, keep yes. it moving no, forward it's here. It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> come on, Fox. Time. Time is of the essence. Indeed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we got a quiz. Uh, calling a war time is bad, Conrad. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Star Lord Timelines. I got to say, I forgot to to uh, to name you, uh, uh, Peter. You are a laser specialist in Star Lord's army. Ooh, FYI, congratulations. I had my heart set on Time Warden, but laser specialist is so, good. There's so Listen, many. You don't want to run a prison. Everybody's just going to blame you for all of it. <laughs> no. We've really got these does. multiple choice Time Warden <laughs> questions. You know, we've seen these quizzes before. They're spread all over the place. Too many words. Too many words. 
Yeah. Too many words. Oh. Um, I'm a stable genius. I, I got um, 26 out of 30. Um, I call shenanigans on question six, which which um, which really delves into my human side, I think. Uh, so a fellow trooper rings up and asks, can you spare me your time warden badge? How do you reply? I mean, you can't get rid of the badge. Um, so A, uh, advise him to use a stamp and write to Star Lord Editorial. <laughs> and B, tell him you'll send him the stamp. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send him a stamp, but I won't give him a badge. Yeah, anyway, cool. um, artwork You're there ready. by Ian Kennedy. You're a time warden. Yeah, you got to yeah. be ready. Yeah. Um, loving the Ian Kennedy artwork. Uh, oh, and we'll move over. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Blueprint 2, Robusters. So, next story. <laughs> mm, Pat Mills, Carlos Pino, and Peter Knight. Um, inside the space Ritz, sorry, the Ritz Space Hotel, things are getting really out of hand. Uh, bad robots swing along a max, and the Silver Lady have turned Hammerstein, the ex-war droid, into their disco slave. And his but first yeah. job will be to destroy his red rojos. He's going to get hammered. Oh, come yeah. on, buddy. Um, Hammerstein is enraged and cuts a rug. It's death and disco. He lunches for nearby droids and dispatches them. I want to smash. Death smash and Disco. Cool name of my sex name. <laughs> I will say this yeah. whole part is from West Side Story, right? Like, cool droid, crazy droid, keep cool droid. Like that kind of stuff. I mean, they've got the body language for yep. it, but also he's got the evil cape, so it's kind of like looking at Vader doing that shit. <laughs> or who is well, the bad guy from... Uh... Well, Hammerstein looks really Travolta to me. Oh, Ooh, yes, actually, definitely. Yeah, he's got that kind of. I can tell about the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Ward's right here. I'm gonna kill, and you motherfuckers are gonna be my thrill. Whoa. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Yeah, destroy these Whoa. bots. Uh, <laughs> yes. Murder. He uh, decapitates another droid. This one's looking even more like Rojo's, while the real Rojo's is looking on from a safe distance and goes to tell Quartz. Quartz is busy schmoozing the head of British Leyland Mick Only and tells Rojo's, I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get where I am today wasting my time having having words with robots. Do you guys know the reference? No. Inform me. Okay. So this is a reference to uh, uh, an old um, British um, sitcom called um, The Rise and Fall of Reginald Perrin. And his boss, CJ, used to monologue uh, and uh, start with the the phrase i didn't get where i am today da, 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 da. um <laughs> so like that's what that's something talked to me about this because she got me faulty towers last right. of the summer wine and uh, why am i thinking um keeping up appearances oh yeah well richie perrin uh, is about a man who suffers executive stress and fakes his own death and tries to oh. reinvent himself it's very what good the fuck? Wow. that's yeah. awesome <laughs> walks into the sea Welcome to um, the BBC. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, so, so the um, so this other um, uh, bigwig Jerry is as ruthless as Quartz, and when a harmless he's got a cigar. is being yeah, yeah when he's being harmlessly stalked by one of his redundant creations, harmlessly stalked. <laughs> What's that arm? It's not a sex thing. It's more of an arm thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he orders the droid to throw himself down the nearest elevator shaft. He would have too, if not for Rojo's, who rescues the wreck and enlists him to help save the hotel Aww. black hole style. They finally, half pint can do a thing. Yeah, um, executing Plan A, always Plan A. Uh, they take to the Ritz's sewers, uh, while upstairs 
Max addresses a crowd of theatre. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special surprise for you. And from Hello. outside the hotel windows, <laughs> toothy maintenance robot Quaker Mess bursts in to do big jobs on everyone. Oh, well, no. I, I mean, that could go one of two ways, really. I you know, know what I, mean? I know. I mean, uh, if I was of age, I'm going to do this... some real big jobs on you. Oh. Trust me, <laughs> I've got these big claws. I think you're going to like it, mate. He looks horrific. He really, really oh. looks horrific. Oh, no, it's the crab look and the giant sharp <laughs> teeth. I don't want parts of me around that robot. <laughs> and, and three eyes. I mean, two, two oh. is enough. And well, and, you know, I like more eyes. The more spider, the better in my mind. <laughs> anyway, the robot <laughs> rebellion has begun. Yes, and that you. is Rituals. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I just like the idea that you've got this Quaker mess and he talks very much like um like Mechquake, just this idea that, that there's this class of big mm. of big robots that are all dumb and Oh, they're all... just into big jobs and definitely killing whatever. Yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah. He's a crab and mech. Mech. And spider crab yeah. mech. Yeah. And it's another UK reference. I guess this is a Quaker mess reference. So uh, I don't know. It's all references. Don't approach. I'm, I'm sure Dave can explain. <laughs> oh. Ooh, double teamed. Whoa. <laughs> I'd look, man. I'm going to take it where I can. Always. Right, you I, I, with... I feel. Go ahead. I, know, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm looking at Conrad's face and, and, and feeling time's winged chariot moving. No, so, I mean, he... I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to rush. Like, you know, we're, Conrad I'm... doesn't have to hear me for 24 hours straight. So, you know, he's he's starting my, to get fatigued. My dream is that we could get back on schedule in the course we, of this recording. Listen, Conrad, we will. We will. Okay. But it's going to be during our times alone. Sure. Alone. Just a little ways away from one of those. It's a whole thing. But OK, I know. So on to the next thing, I think, with this uh, Stargram. Oh, God, too many words. <laughs> <clears throat> nice artwork there by Ian Gibson. Um, yeah, I, like think, I, I think I think Gibson's the, um, Star-Lord himself is, I believe. I'm not yeah, sure. He's, such a, he's a handsome boy. Yeah. He's got that widow's peak, but like that deep widow's peak. Like oh. maybe you should shave your above your eyebrows widow's peak. Nah. Get that big one, like a vampire. Yeah. Sorry. Read Read his letters. Um, I appreciated the message from Wolf, um, which is the uh, Woodland, <laughs> the Woodland United, United, United Federation. <laughs> I'm telling you, these kids are putting together paramilitary groups because of Star Lord. I, dude, it is not good. He will definitely. Uh, you know, it's going to be a Coney 2012 situation. If you go into the woods of England in 1978, you're in trouble because these kids are crazy. It's just they've too bad they didn't have YouTube at the time. Hmm. They've modeled themselves after Captain Scarlet, so they've got Captain Scarlet names. Oh, uh, and then they've got a canine unit. Ooh. Uh, what, cool. like, what, like a dachshund or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it would be a Jack Russell, yeah. something a little bit more patriotic. Yeah, it would be. Oh no, calling. Corgi! <gasps> Corgi! Keep it together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, uh, I got it mixed up. That was another letter. That was um, that was oh, Corgi. Yeah. That's a. <laughs> that's I heard Corgi for the first time in the in the wild. It was amazing. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. 
Look, the rest is the rest is um, you know warnings about mutants. It's all very um, uh, very redolent of, of 2000s letters and, to and where to yeah. buy assault weapons. Uh, you know, on the black yes. market. <laughs> some kids are making a laser gun. I don't know whether they finished, but I'd be really, really interested in knowing. It's going to blind some parents. That's for true. That's that's, <laughs> that's the fun part for sure. It is neighbors. <laughs> so I've got a question. Password for the week is Cleefang. Yeah. Uh, do I have to use that anywhere? Uh, well, only if you're trying to gain entry to the most exclusive club in Fox's pants. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I saw the opening and you took it. Why? Because <laughs> I, I want to have sex. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. All right. No, All fine. right. Dialing back. Got to go to eight. Keep it's it together. To nine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Let's go now to Blueprint 3, Strontium Dog. Strontium Dog by T.B. Grover, Ezkara, and Pete Knight. Oh, yes. Baby boo. Johnny and Wolf are on the dead planet Sissy, uh, where the computer McIntyre, I mean, who would name a computer after an after a Scottish surname? I don't know. He named himself um, that, for the record. He used to be something the terrible. Then he, uh, before that, he was, uh, you know, Marvin the Martian or whatever. Yeah. The orb likes to change its name because it, it, it has commitment issues. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Is it an Apple Macintyre? That's that, that's what I would have. Oh, it means that he can't get upgrades for free. He has to actually go to the Apple store and do it. Oh, no. Well, if he's looking for upgrades, he's come to the wrong place <laughs> because uh, Johnny is furious. Um, McIntyre's tricked them into killing the remaining jocks inhabitants. It's and a while. The two bounty... <laughs> and the two bounty hunters close in. Um, McIntyre's robot servant, um, Cringe, great name, reports to his master. Uh, and McIntyre orders robo troops to intercept them. All right. Look at that robot. I'm just saying, look at that robot. He's having a good time. He's got arms Huge coming out of his ears. Awesome. He's got lasers. Oh, oh, yeah, this one. I see what you mean. Oh, dude, he's it's the best robotroop I've ever seen in my life. It's a Cyclops robot. Yeah, all right. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, You're jumping that's ahead, buddy. Come on. Sorry, you are. Sorry, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I mean, I've got a Kiwi talking about robots. <laughs> Can I just say, they attack Johnny and Wolf, but they're out of shape. And they're easy targets for our heroes. Johnny yep. even takes them on hand-to-hand with his Electronux. Nice. Important plot point. And Cringe spots them, finishing off the troops. And one last unit, here we are. The hulking big boy sits on them. He, is a he looks boy. like he's been designed by Ian Gibson. He, he's, he's a, I get a really strong Robo-Hunter vibe. Oh, oh yeah. It, the only thing he's missing is a uh, <laughs> cigar that he puts in his own eye that he smokes from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's got his own mobile port, uh, force field, so they can't hit him. Um, so under fire, Johnny, our hero, rushes the Titan, disrupting the force field with his Electronux, and Wolf throws a thermobomb through the gap, melting uh, the yeah. halt. Ooh. Easy done. They head on into the city, uh, uh, City Force Sphere and McIntyre's base, and confront the digital dictator. The Take what battles. thou want. <laughs> yes, the heat of battle has burned away Johnny's mercy. He tells McIntyre <laughs> that asking him is too good for him. He's come for his reward. McIntyre says he could have anything he wants in payment. So now Johnny wants cringe. Oh, you want no. to power so you want to power so bad, you destroyed a whole planet to get it. Now you can rule over it all by yourself forever. Oh my god, gruff Kiwi is the best gruff. 
I'm, I'm well, into that, man. You need to. You need to do some voice acting with Gruff. That's that's what, pretty good. What your Johnny oh. your Johnny Alpha isn't voiced by um by Russell Crowe? No, because he's not making movies, singing songs, and fighting around the world. I think my he's, Johnny he's, Alpha he, ends up just being more American. You know, just. My Johnny Alpha is the same as my Dread, which is still ro- woefully American, I think, for the actual oh, no, Johnny Alpha, no. you know. My my Johnny Alpha is definitely uh, – I call the actor Mr. Whispers, but he's uh, he's the dude from Dry. <laughs> I always forget his name. Conrad, help I me. Think, I, I think we're all a long way from Milton Keynes. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the point we can take away. <laughs> Dry. Power's no good. Power's no good if there's no one else around to boss or boss. Um, oh. And Mechatar's left by himself. Please, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> but he is the end. Yeah. I love that Zane right. called this immediately when um when this story started. Oh, I just I, I take cringe. Like he didn't even know McIntyre was evil and was like, Yeah, I'll well, take whatever. That guy. Yeah, of course he's evil. He's a sphere robot AI. That makes you evil. That's the clear indicator of bad robot. Mm. I've watched Heavy Metal. Ryan Gosling, there that's I, who yeah. I'm thinking of. Thank Ryan you, Gosling is my... We all work together so. for it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, excellent. Good call, Zane. Get out of here with your picking things. <laughs> Don't appreciate it. <laughs> Speaking of things not being appreciated, oh, no. Planet oh, of the Damned. Mossy Bud. <laughs> yeah. Script right, re right, rewrite. Yeah. Um, art by Pinya. Um, and lettering by Tom Frame. Yo. Boy. Final episode. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Frame. Whoa. I always, I have to give my boy a shout out. Listen, I love Man's it. My of course. Rightfully, rightfully. Yeah. Dragged through a weird alien world, Jack Flint and Sam Hackman. Can't read my writing. Um, their root <laughs> group of cybers have run into Charlie's Angel and not the good kind. Yeah, he's uh, double. They are the hippies of Charlie Hager. Yeah. <laughs> Nazi um, animal, but actually. now everyone's being interrupted by the arrival of Kerr and his army of abhumans. The mossy man. <laughs> um, a story as old as time itself. As Kerr's army drive the survivors towards the acid lake, the three men band together to resist them. In the fight, Flynn gets handed his sword, uh, while Sam and Hager make it back to Charlie's fleet of anachronistic vehicles. Charlie plans to leave Flint behind, and as they make some distance, he goes to drop Sam off too. But Sam reveals that with the professor's calculations, they can get to the flux and home. Hell yeah. Flux Ooh. capacitor, my ass out of here. Yeah. They have flux capacity. They make <laughs> it to the stricken jet and lash together a machine to draw the flux to them. Sam they just even just randomly have occasion. enough parts to make a giant dish. Yeah. Hey, Fox. In the last episode, everything is possible. Definitely. <laughs> We've got to get this thing finished. Oh, um, where did so Sam true. get the clothes? He, he, he sort of goes all Doctor Strange. I just oh, yeah. want everyone to be nude, I guess. So <laughs> No, back in uh, back in Sanctuary, he had a robe made for him. No, they, the... they made some hemp clothing because yeah. all the hippies there, whatever. Yeah, by the okay. intelligent so, plants it, that lived on that, that lived in Sanctuary and were helping it, people. It wasn't the sentient plants, thankfully. It wasn't the vagina monster plant. No, 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 but just the um, regular this, plants. There were some plants. There were some so pants much. making plants there. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a couple of beautiful blue pages. Uh, sorry, a beautiful full color pages, but a lot of blue. Um, yeah. So they make it to the stricken jet. Sam dresses for the occasion. As the flux appears, so does Flint, bent on revenge on Charlie, but then so do Kerr and his army. Sam has had enough of Flint and Charlie's war. 
And uh, trains a gun on both men, but I got it. <laughs> Thank you. That was sorry. That was cleared for takeoff for your old boy. <laughs> sorry, I got these jokes. I'm I'm with you. But uh, Sam orders the newly made field re- reverser activated, and the flux surges, hungry for energy, sucking in the abs. That's how I do it. Oh, no. And the monstrous curse coming from his butt and armpit yeah. area while he's washing. He's got hungry for the cur. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah so sucks in the abs and the monstrous cur and uh, with all of that energy they ride their way back across the wave and the all the survivors are swept up too GTFO let's land in fucking Florida already yeah buddy we've got up. half a page left yeah um, back in Miami uh, Earth it's another busy day at the local airport <laughs> again with Florida yeah it really um, is funny. When the uh, the sky is filled with an armada of museum pieces. It can't be real. Oh. oh, yes, it is, smiles Sam, but we won't mind if you don't believe us. We're just happy to be home at the end of Planet of the Dam. I mean, cops can't believe it. They're, no. they're too busy. There aren't cops in Miami. This was... What the fuck happened? Like, you said words. I know you said words. None of this makes sense. What's important is that we're now fully trained to handle even the most hostile worlds because of Star-Lord's blueprints. Listen, man, I want to be the dude who smashes a beaker on the wall and then gets, I guess, eaten by plants. I know you do, buddy. (laughs) I want to be a mad scientist. Is that so bad? Nah, it's fine. Live it up. Thanks, man. Yeah, come on. But that takes us to, oh, a new story in our final blueprint. Time Quake. Rip the dinos. Time Quake uh, by N. Menel, uh, by Salinas, and lettering by Pete Knight. We're back in the Cretaceous era in the middle of a storm at a time control station. It's honking down outside. And as Jim Blocker and his chums wait out the rain, a lightning strike hits, setting off six time devices set to destroy other bases <laughs> in the American defenses. <laughs> oh, no. Of course it does. Yeah. Very handy because this is an emergency, literally. Uh, 85 million years come. of waiting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, setting up a time station amongst dinosaurs, nothing ever good happened. <laughs> um, oh, except for me. They ma- well, mm. yeah. Uh, they managed to counter warp and retrieve five of the six time bombs, but one slips through and strikes a base in Aztec times and almost instantly quits disappears. It must oh, be no. Quetzalcoatl. It, it, yeah. I mean, Quetzalcoatl's the only person who would drop a time bomb on us. We'll see. He, he had temporarily lost his time strap, which apparently is a thing that happens a lot, mm. and he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Pole, an agent from the 35th century, warps in, rambling about the alien invasion, and dies. So put two and two together. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's just, the team uses computers so to track quicks to his... Yeah. <laughs> they use computers to track quits to find his pre-trooper days, hence why he wasn't one, isn't one now, Ooh. and sets coordinates back for his home, 1492 and Toltec, the city of... Chocolata. Yeah, uh, it seems right. It's, it's fine. There's a lot of consonants and some vowels. These made-up Aztec words, they're tough. I'm, I'm I mean, all you gotta get, do is put an X and a Y I'm around. I'm still getting over my... 
<laughs> oh, sorry, please. I'm, st- I'm still recovering from Mind Wars' technology. It's, it's just dragon, yeah. dragon, dragon. Dragon. They arrive to find the time substation there is destroyed and Aztecs arrive. Everyone warps out except for Blocker, who probably dropped his time strap. Um, <laughs> he's taken prisoner to Zikatala um, and, and miles away and on oh. foot. And guess who he sees there and a fancy hat, but quick. <laughs> nice. I skipped ahead one page and, um, whoops. Speech is not permitted. Oh, you right? There we go. There, oh, 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 come on. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Come um, on, whatever you're He's death. ready to sacrifice it. He's sec- ready to sacrifice That's what I want. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's some sort of priest. Uh, there's a whole Aztec army around them. Um, they don't want and um, yeah, Block is about to be sacrificed. But as and- the obsidian blade is being raised to cut out Jim's heart, Susie and Vinda arrived at a station in the 27th century. And spaceships <laughs> they realized destroy Aztec whatever. Yeah, not just spaceships. Yes. Aztec spaceships. Aztec, Aztec spacecraft. It's Outside the, the whole city is under attack. That is beautiful. I'm Listen, so envious of one of way own. that I want my entire city destroyed. <laughs> it is definitely by a very shitty polygon based spaceship shooting lasers everywhere with a bunch of Aztec signs on it. Yeah. It's better than swastikas. Yeah. I'll say that much. It sort of looks Chris Fossish. Um, next week, Ooh. the ancient Aztecs have got more hardware than us. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they went from stone to some high-tech AI. Yeah, yeah. They got the red light with the with the, the the lines that are shooting off of it. You know, these like whirring, clearly being controlled. Fox, Fox, from stone to silicon. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Oh my God, is that the next Hitchens book? I don't it's think very, so. Very Chariot of the Gods. I'm no, Absolutely. that's what I'm saying. Is the next book he has to write from stone to silicon? How the pyramids appeared on Earth. Mm. From beyond the grave. I'm not saying it's aliens. Could be aliens. It's definitely aliens. But it was probably aliens. We'll find out next episode. It's definitely aliens. Oh, (laughs) God. But with that, we finished Star-Lord 10. And that means that we have one question remaining. Peter. Why are New Zealanders so nice to listen to? It's very relaxing. (laughs) You know, I think it's all the sheep and stuff. But Peter, I must know, what are your top and bottom uh, uh, blueprints for this Star-Lord 10? Looking at the last page and looking at that beautiful Aztec spaceship, um, I'm tempted to say that it's time crash, but it's not time crash. It's straight on dog. Mm. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, because it's strontium dog. So that's the top. Um, bottom. Mm. Look, I, I didn't I, I, I didn't get along with Planet of the Darned. Um, and it finished. So, you know, bye. <laughs> <laughs> It's That's gone fair. now, and so you have no fealty to that bullshit. Yeah. Very much just the wrap-up. So oh, sort of like it up some... her own saliva for an entire page. Yeah, we've got some more spiritual connections to it, I think, that kind of make us might make us have a different opinion. Oh, I'm sure. saying that's exactly why you don't need fealty to it. Anyone who's going to just have a fountain of saliva shoot out of someone's mouth, that's a little weird for everybody. That's fair. Fox, so what's what's your top and bottom this time? <sighs> Do I have to choose? Everything was just <clears throat> bizarre. You know what? Actually, I I'll choose my bottom first. Okay. And this I'll be very I'll be very frank on. Robusters. Mm. Eh. 
it was it was kind of an eh. I I love what they're going for, but I uh, and I think that if it was done in the eighties, like early or late, it mm-hmm. could have really landed. Or yeah. when Robusters first came on to uh, two thousand AD, I think this would have landed well and had uh, jokes that really executed well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for top, Jesus, man. Well, it, it's definitely not going to be Incest Wars, but <laughs> I oh, I have to choose between Time Quake, which it's a strong end. It's a strong end to, to drop your trowel and say like, yeah, Aztec laser ships. You know what? No, I am going to go for that. Yeah. I'm going to go for Aztec laser ships. It's time quake. Ooh. I love. I, listen, man. The only time we've seen the Aztecs since that I can, frankly, want to remember is when uh, Mach One decided to jump from the spaceship, which was oh, yeah, the that's right, into that giant thing of mud. That and he survived because I guess it's six miles worth of mud underneath yeah. him. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's how that works. But, I'd much prefer them to be spaceships that go into your future time. Look, I much prefer Aztec civilization coming in and ruining all of time than Nazis. Nazis, that's boring. These guys kill people mm-hmm. to appease their space god at this <laughs> point. Conrad. Yeah. I, I think it's a spy. Right? Definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. Listen, listen, Conrad. And, you know, I'm going to talk for the both of us here. We're really upset. You asked us all of this. It's really <laughs> presumptuous. You're getting really deep into what into what we think and feel. You know what? I'm going to turn the tables right now. Uh-oh. I'm going to do something that no one expected. No. The fuck were your top and bottom blueprints? That's what we want to know. And you owe us. Dang. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. Comes out of nowhere. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. <laughs> Stable genius. News, these current events. Um, ooh, I got. I feel like there's a lot of different choices here. Um, I am enjoying uh, Mind Wars, but I don't think it's the top right now. Um, I do kind of like them just tossing these dudes around, but not quite enough events in Mind Wars for it to be the top this time. Um, I think uh, it's hard. I think my top. I think I might go Strontium Dog. Actually, I might. I might just agree with Peter. Generally, I like this Strontium Dog. This one's just a big action end to the Strontium Dog story. They're just punching out robots, fighting them all Cyclops over the place. Cyclops energy, giant Cyclops bot. They just sort yes. of turn into a, into a melting husk and stuff. Very good. And mm. then. For my bottom, uh, like Planet of the Dam seems fine to me. Like this is sort of this like final episode. They kind of rush to the end. A lot of things that don't make sense, but fine. We're just getting out of here, you know. And that's yeah. and, and that's and- that that's fine with me. So I think that feels good for a bottom. Sort of not the you know it's not a downer ending. It's just sort of a medium it's just ending. Done. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Plug, 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 <coughs> yeah. plug, awesome. plug, plug, plug. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Yes, that. Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on, Peter, just a second. Uh, yeah. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. You can check out our weekly podcast, Spacebender 2000, from your favorite podcast uh, provider. Email us at spacebender2000 at Gmail. Find us on the 2080 forums or various social medias. We're Spacebender 2000. 
Uh, feel free to check out our Patreon. We'd really appreciate it at patreon.com slash Cradlin. It's our podcast network. And also check out uh, the f- uh, full editions of all these comics in uh, the Rebellion Web Store. Sure, they're good guys. Uh, Peter, where can we find you on the internet if you'd like to be found? <clears throat> when I like to be found, mm. you can find us um, <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're Eagles Deer. Uh, we also have a WordPress uh blog uh which we update uh which is uh beyond the sofa dot wordpress.com and i'm responsible for our twitter uh at sofa Giddon. i just said <laughs> beyond the sofa sorry it's sofa dot wordpress.com it was our old podcast that we uh, don't do anymore so yeah we're eagles death um we've just recorded a new episode so that'll probably be out sometime in the next week Ooh. and uh and uh, probably at some stage we'll be getting back into Scream as well. Fantastic. And it's us. Strong endorsement that these guys are one of the most relaxing podcasts I've ever listened to in my life. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know what you. I mean, honestly, no, that's a good thing. I'd say, I'd say, check them out. Just you know, they're very similar to Space Spitter. They do the New Eagle, and I think that's great. Just these uh, classic comics talked about well, and that's always excellent. Articulate. Yeah. <laughs> Come back next hour as Mind War as Mind Wars blows the roof off. The Robusters go to the air show. Strontium Dog wipes uh uh whips it up, and we've reached the finale of Time Quake. <sighs> no more Nazis. Yeah, until then, I'm Conrad there, Fox and Peter, and we are the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. Keep watching the skies. <laughs> Hail, Star Troopers! My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 12th hour of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon, a live stream where two Americans discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. It's 3 p.m. here in Los Angeles, and we're covering Star Lord issue 11, cover date July 22nd, 1978. This time, so hot. Yeah, Mind Wars <laughs> pays a great sacrifice. The Robusters are revolting, <laughs> and we learn the truth of the Aztec invasion. You can find the just to give up incest. Is that it? Is that the great sacrifice? Kinda. You can find the comics we're covering today in Robusters Volume One and the Judge Dread Magazine four hundred eight and four hundred nine. And oh, yeah, this episode we're joined by David of the Where Eagles Dare podcast. A double dose of Where Eagles Dare. Welcome aboard, buddy. One half Hello. of the comfortable boys. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how comfortable I can possibly be, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, we both oh, appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Next podcast in the world. Fantastic. Boys. <laughs> so, Dave, what's your uh, what's your history with Star Lord, if any? Uh, not a lot. I mean, I grew up reading other comics. My uncle had all the early 2080s, so I saw ads for Star-Lord, and you'd always read about Star-Lord. But it wasn't until I was trying to do a prog slog that I did a Star-Lord slog. I, we've got to find a name for doing all the Star-Lords. Yeah. Star-Lord-a-thon. Listen, I'm, Star-Lord-a-thon. Yeah, I'm saying Star-Lord-a-thon. That's my, that's my branding. Everybody else can figure something out, you know? <laughs> Star-slog. Yeah. yeah. star yeah, so um, and that was only a couple of years ago. So I, I was definitely, you know, not the not the prime age range to be reading at first. You mean not like a ten year old boy or? <laughs> well, uh, twelve, thirty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Forty two is probably a bit too much, and I'm a bit more than that. 
34 is not enough. Oh, man. Well, well, 42 because um, from the cover date, it's 42 years this week. That's right. Oh, damn. Wait. Oh, this week? Happy birthday. (laughs) No, not me. Star-Lord. Come on, buddy. Get it together. Get it together, buddy. (laughs) Oh, to be 42, man. Oh, that's that's young. Too young. It's life. That that means available. Universe and everything. True. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, well, if, if that's the case, let's uh, jump in and just learn about some crazy Star-Lord adventures here. Oh. Well, if we start with the cover, uh, my brain is a time bomb programmed to destroy human life. It's a pretty cool way <laughs> to kick off the episode. Absolutely. I love, I love our Didi. She's, she's living her life here, having a good time. Out of context, my brain is a time bomb programmed to destroy human life. <laughs> what is that, a Queen song? <laughs> But it doesn't look, my only gripe is it doesn't look like Redonda's uh, uh, Dini that much. And, um, but she's got very English teeth and very glowy eyes. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, that's sad. She's got good dental work, but she's got them bug teeth. Bug teeth are very sexy. Fair enough. But Anna Paquin. <laughs> no, yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, be cool, you guys. But moving, oh, moving on to, moving on to, uh, Moving on to return to our Denny Kidden. There you go. Blueprint one, Mind Wars. (laughs) Story by Alan Hipton, art by Redondo, and credited this time Ian Gibson. Let us buy. You missed your crew. Tom Frame. Yes. That's great. All the lettering. My boy, you're such a sweet boy, Tom Frame. You're my love. Wow. Well, you know. Got to make it up as I go along. Yeah, don't judge. Fair. For it's sure. True. I'm in love with the man. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Letters. Letters. You should know there's no shame when it comes to love and st- mind wars. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Right. That's, that's fucking clear. Somebody had some issues to work out. But this time, the two terrible telepathic teens teleport directly into the offices of Stellar Federation leader and beardy love child of Ming the Merciless and Gandalf, Dr. Van. <laughs> <laughs> he is getting a Ming look as time goes by. He gets kind of hunched over and stuff. Hey, for listen, sure. Is he merciless? Yes, he's an Inquisitor. Hmm. Uh, well, he's Minging. There you go. Oh, my. <laughs> Munging? Minging. Minging. There we go. Van's worst nightmares have finally come true. He must sound the alarm, but the destructive duo disintegrate his desk with their minds. His soul is theirs now. Yay, no more church. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, on the hidden homeworld of the juggler, a juggler. Cosmal Narutha ignores warnings that the females' readings show fluctuation and impels the kids to make Van turn all of the Earth's weapons on itself. These now, are just words as a note, that someone said. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's going to judge Dreadum here, you know? That's how you take out the uh, East Meg 1, turn the weapons against themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But as a father of two kids, I should note, Never ignore, ignore the female fluctuations. That's just parenting one hundred and one. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, it's gonna upset the balance of the force, really. Yeah. Oh, Earth's greatest and potentially most stupid defense is a cobalt fusion bomb <laughs> in orbit around the sun. Should the Earth ever be destroyed, it would detonate, turning our star into a nova and wiping out Earth's destroyers in a blaze of mutually assured destruction. Ah, excellent. Don't so fuck it, with the sun. Don't it, fuck with it the sun. It was the 70s, man. That's the, that's the key. That's when you fuck with the sun the most, really. I will well, fuck with the sun. 
That's peak mutually assured destruction. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the sun is definitely there. Yeah. yeah. Van is compelled by the twins to push the big red button uh, and triggers the destruction of the solar system. Alarmed at seeing the bomb being sent spiraling down into the sun's gravity well, the troops in the war room rush to Van's office but find it blocked by a force field. Cutting gear, cutting gear is dragged out, and it's a race against time. There are only minutes to get in and deactivate the device. Inside the controller's office, uh, Denny begins to have doubts, uh, recalling various deaths and horror and destruction in colas that she's like seen. That, like, <laughs> like that one time that guy died from his needle drive. Yeah, and then some <laughs> other guy died of heat, and then their parents got blown up, all that kind of stuff. They killed some people, but let's let's gloss over that fact. It's back and forth. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside the office, Yosei Tillman arrives. How? We'll explain later. Mm. <laughs> and starts shouting to the door, <laughs> urging the girl to fight the malign control of the alien powers. And listeners, she does. Don't kill a bunch of people. <laughs> like all of them. Yeah. Like all of the people, yes. Mm. Denny breaks the juggler control and turns on her brother. But Arlen is still deep in, in alien power. And the only way she can stop him is to kill him. With her own mind. Oh, oh no. She's going she to have to use some art to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> she args him. <laughs> Which uh, she seems to decide to do very quickly. But, you know, I've, I've got two kids. I know how these fights go. <laughs> hey, listen. Alliances form. That's what's up. Yeah. As a man from a family with three kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan is killed, his sister flaying his mind inside out. Whoa, the door whoa. and Dr. Van are released, but it's too late. The bomb has been detonated. It's too late to not detonate. Enraged by what she is forced to do, uh, Denny focuses all her energy on con containing the exploding star. Her body starts to glow, and out of the depths of space, unimaginable cosmic powers collide with the power of one human mind, and the mind wins. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Down, All right. One at a time, everybody. Come on. Sorry, Sorry. baby. No, no, no. no I was just me. saying, there's a sun involved and no one's melting down. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this from Hebden, well, you know. You know, they keep edging us on the whole melting thing. You're either going to melt or you're not. Hebden does it. You know, he's got this meltdown energy. That's his life. Strong. Uh, now, Ruther tries to power his machine to control the, the, the wayward girl, which, uh, <laughs> just forget Carry it, man. My wayward girl. Mm -hmm. But uh, Denny breaks free and reverses the power and is able to catch a glimpse of the juggler homeworld. As she recovers, she res uh, resolves to find it and reduce the alien planet to dust. Nice. Next time, get out of my mind, you alien yeah, horror. Looking, get out. Let's uh, star stuff. <laughs> Yeah, listen, Fox Sagan doing all this. Oh shit! Oh, I'll be Fox Sagan. I that means I'm. That means I'm smart. That means I'm smart, Conrad. You said that I'm like a bath guy. Something, for sure, something. <laughs> and he's not even British, so that means I'm really smart because he's a barricade. <laughs> oh man! All Moving right. on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next time, basically just going for the juggler. Space jugular. It's very, it's very Alan Hipton, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, 
I like these. I like these care. I, I like their stuff. Just it's like there's oh they're presented with challenges, and Ardini is always manages to just like mind power her way through it. You know, like, listen, I'm I'm happy about one thing, Conrad, and mm-hmm. what is that? Oh, you, you got to kill these kids. They did. They killed half of them. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. You gotta kill these kids, but they guess. didn't kill all the kids. They killed one half the kids. That's <laughs> gotta change, the that, gotta change that hashtag, buddy. Now it's just you gotta kill the kid. <laughs> but I, I got to it does make life easier because making the notes and reading it is it Adin and Alini or Alin and Adin? <laughs> oh, don't! There's no way you're going to get this right. Everyone's uh, going to tell you what it and is. And Ardini, that's the Listen, it's, that's how it goes. It's it's these kids. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> and you got to kill them. Yeah, why not? I just like you know all, this story is really. At this point now, um, Hebden has said that this is sort of when the story really starts, you know, when Ardini's on her own. And from this moment on, it's really built on these wonderful Redondo pictures of Ardini looking out into the distance, being real I mean, angry. It's, it's a woman looking angry, which is basically the most sexy look a woman can give you. It's pretty I good. want to kill you with my psychic energy. I've just actually realized looking at this page and looking at it on screen, the problem with the cover is you can't see her eyebrows. She's got those big furrowed eyebrows, which are missing. She's got too much of a fringe on the cover. Yeah, yeah too much, too many bangs on the uh, on the fir- on the front cover keeps it keeps you from seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see those eyebrows. They need to be furrowed and they need to be long enough to know. Are they dandier eyebrows? Do they crook? Do they have those hooks? No, they're not. I don't, think, don't think so. But yeah, I mean, I'm talking to the specialist here. This is <laughs> I don't this is one are. half of this is one half of Doctor Dare. Oh, yeah. I see what. You, no, I, 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 they can't. But they had Captain Condor a lot, which was basically Dan Deere with the eyebrows filed off. So, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that common serial numbers. Oh man. <laughs> Although um, I, I did listen to your discussions with Peter about Dan Deere being a war criminal. The Dandy you want to be reading is Grant Morrison's Dear the Future. Ah, the one it's that the we're dandy. seeing commercials for in Revolver right now in the yes. in our current so uh, I'm, con- I'm typing that into the internet right now. Dare of the Future. Sure Show enough. me. Listen, someday, someday we'll do a Revolver Thon. It might be an offshoot, a part of a Chrysathon or something. I'm like listen, we're almost halfway through. I'm feeling great. So I think we're gonna maybe do more of these. Who's to who's to say? Uh, death mostly. Yeah, we will see. We, we will discuss it. You can discuss it in an, in a day. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm calling technically from tomorrow, and it was great. I can do <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> lovely time travel. All right, so let's go on to this. Uh, have you got a Starfax next? Oh man. Uh, oh no, oh, it's the weather report. Too many words. No, no, Star Lord, what's the weather going to be tomorrow? It'll be hail, Star Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're conscripting more children and, uh, you know, be ready for uh, conscripting more children. Well, very much so. And again, I, I assume you guys have seen the the prog or you'll discuss the future 2080 prog where they sort of uh, reverse engineer all of Star-Lord's history, which <laughs> we'll, I'll let we'll, you discuss we'll, it then. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. I don't want to I don't want to spoil Fox that yet. I feel like we, I want to get I want to have him get the full Star-Lord experience and then we can make jokes yeah. about it. But, in, but in I, there's a, there's a I lot of get, pentagrams on this page. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get when you get to it. I didn't get the gag, but that's because I never read these pages. 
Why would you? Why would you, David? <laughs> well, there is one, though. Um, basically, there's a gang of two troopers in Newcastle-upon-Tyne who are holed up in an old air raid shelter making bootleg Star-Lord badges. For which oh, I suggest a new division. We should have a new stamp for the, the noughties, which is uh, Star-Lord Data Pirate. <laughs> oh. I'm into that. I'll be a data pirate forever. Definitely. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a CD. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a house. Listen, I don't you have to steal these house. badges, all right? I bought them fair and square, so whatever. Oh, no, you're legit. You got all the badges. Put them on your skin. Hey, we don't need no stinking badges. Oh, wow. Oh, That's, no. a, That's a moderate. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, uh, but speaking of skipping over things lightly, in the That's weirdest so... time-shifted Black Mirror Big Bang Theory crossover you oh, didn't no. know you wanted, it's Good Morning, Children, I Love You. Read it, troopers, and learn the peril of putting trust in machines. <laughs> Story by your warm furry pal, T.P. Grover, uh, Monster Piece Theatre at 8, art by the ever-lovely Casanovas, and letters mm-hmm. by Bill Nuttall. Mm. Uh, Sheldon is not an easy man to please, and the know. only thing... <laughs> Bloody millennial. Oh. And the only thing that can make him happy... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I can't give up love. Keep it down. Make him happy... Sorry. No, I'm talking Anything Fox. That... He's in trouble. No, no, no. It's cool. He's talking sorry, sorry. Just right. I've never been in a three-way before, so it's just getting it's a bit messy. Let's, yeah, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Don't, don't pay attention to us. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. The only thing to make him happy is his high-tech and said very carefully, auto-cumpf Mark IV House of the Future. Right. Let, let keep it PC now. All right? Let's keep it PG. <laughs> Auto-what? Pretty Auto graphic. What? <laughs> it's 8 a.m. and Sheldon is woken by in his palatial airbed by some of the house's many remote drones who carry him through to his morning bath, where he watches the morning news with all the distressing bits cut out, which would be dead air probably about now. And, <laughs> and, and after being exfoliated expertly, Sheldon is towelled down by tastefully placed hovering service robots. Ooh, and he considers this is the life. And he remembers the bad old days when he had a human wife and family always getting up late. Just good beating. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. good or bad? I'd say bad. Yeah. All right. What? David, I'm so sorry. Fox, <laughs> let him tell the story. Come on, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, no, he, 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 no, no, it's, it's cool. It's, no, I, it's I the, gave him instructions to pe- keep me on rails. Let's say that. <laughs> we got a... Uh, our rails are just going in two different directions. I'm sure. Fine. The, but, the, yeah, dang it, woman, you know how I like my eggs. And that's, you know, unbroken and drippy, just like his wife likes her men. Tired <laughs> <laughs> of all this human frailty, Jordan shoves the breakfast into his wife's face, which is a bad thing, granted, yes. before storming off to find somewhere he'll be treated sh- properly so there. Mm. And would luck would have it, one of Sheldon's oh, friends is an estate agent, uh, and as such is perfectly trustworthy, who drives Sheldon oh. out in a fantastic-looking future car to view the Autocomp Mark IV, House of Tomorrow Today. Mm. Um, and Sheldon seems to ignore the fact the house is isolated all on its own, up a long and windy path, <laughs> probably in a haunted forest. Or on a wild cliff over the sea. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And I will say, uh, uh, share it in the chat. Yes, this is, while it's not 2000 AD, this is very much the classic future shock trope of uh, the uh, husband with the uh, with, with the hen-pecking wife that he must uh, find a way to deal with, for sure. Although, in, in fairness, is she hen-pecking him, really? I mean, really? listen, like so many of these guys say they're hand-packed because they've spent all the family's money on a time machine or something like that. It's We're, we're through the looking glass with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and as for the the, 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 the cliff-top mystery house, I just refer you back to Eagle's House of the Damon to see where this is probably going. Indeed. <laughs> that was probably first. This was probably first. Yeah. Um, Inside the house is remarkably roomy, and apparently the feminine voice computer control can alter the interior of the internal dimensions to transcend the outside's physical dimensions to create, recreate Wembley Stadium, spectators, match and all. Wow. Yeah. TARDIS style. That's excellent. I mean, listen, man, I, I guess if you're into that kind of court, but, you know, I'm, I'm more of a clay man myself. Wembley's for well, football, uh, I think, not for tennis. No, right? Wembley is a tennis stadium. Okay. Wimbledon is a tennis stadium. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm absconding from this conversation. Fair enough. <laughs> Strawberries and cream. You beat them. Oh, man. All right. in it, though, I think that's that's an important little clue somewhere in there. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, the sweet talking house then shows Sheldon all the exotic egg and chip meals it can make for him, <laughs> and the agent Fred assures Sheldon that the house will never let him down because it's programmed to love him. Mm. Sheldon insists on buying it, and then present day Sheldon goes, "What can go wrong with a house that loves you?" Well, we'll soon Maybe. find out. Could be a skeleton, I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Skellington. Hold skeleton. on. <laughs> One morning after a power cut overnight, Sheldon has woken late, his bath is cold, and to horror of horrors, his eggs are broken. Oh, no. Uh, which I'm sure I'm sure is a euphemism of some sort. Yeah. And history repeats as Sheldon threatens to once again storm out on the ones who love him. Damn you, house. If you can't look after me properly, I will find another house who will. And for the for love this- of God, stop taking opioids. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I was going to say that I I, I think the whole thing with the room size is changing is someone's put something in his coffee. Yeah. His wife's poisoned his eggs, and this is just a fever dream. (laughs) Maybe. It's Uh, just an acid nightmare. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but but this time when he tries to go, the doors are locked. Sheldon is shut in. The house loves him and can't let him leave in case he doesn't come back. Sheldon goes for the override switch, but the house is electrified. And as a terrified Sheldon breaks down in tears, house assures him that they will have many, many happy years together, just the two of them forever. And as the weeks turn into months and the months turn into years, every day by day, hour by hour, (laughs) that's the one. At 8 a.m. precisely, the metallic female voice can be heard waking Sheldon and carrying through to breakfast, even though he is now a skeleton. Uh, it's Mr. Breakfast to you. <laughs> oh, Sheldon, I love you. <laughs> and I do not like the Big Bang Theory. Damn. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's my hot take for the day. Fair enough. No, I, I, I'm, I'm aware of several people who, uh, what was the best expression one of them used was it's blackface for geek culture. <laughs> I, I so honestly, 
most apt comparison, but not one I would use. Mm. <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Yeah, so this was this was several years ago before recent events. Sorry. Well, oh no, no you're not offending me. Yeah, fair enough. I comedy's comedy in my mind. Yeah, but oh, that's uh, this has this has that feel to it. I'm all right. It's fine. House of the Future. I I did this, man. I I, I lived through Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, and we've seen. I mean, this one's one that's been in a special. I think as well. Like we've sort of. Like this is this is one that's really familiar to me as sort of a random future shock. It's kind of interested to see interesting to see it in its natural habitat here in Star Lord. Sure. <laughs> and also uh around six pages. It's a big it one. was yeah, it was a big sort of seventy late seventies, early eighties thing, these houses. Mm-hmm. These houses of the future that would do everything for you. I remember there was some others do have them and programs like that, which would have a comedy episode set in the house that would all go haywire. Um, but <laughs> I mean, listen, Ren and Stimpy, they had a man descend from the ceiling that sat on the toilet seat for you so that it would be warm. Fair That's enough. the house. Oh, yeah. so- <laughs> it's good for everybody. Well, in Japan, you just push a button and your toilet seat's warm. So, oh, you know, my, somehow my pres- those, those are solid. Oh, no. Uh, Conrad and I have both worked at a Japanese company before with the heated seats, with the water that shoots into your butt. I mean, it's 10 for 10. It's hard to go back. I'll say that it's much. It's not easy to go back. No. <laughs> but instead, speaking of going back, instead, let's keep going forward <laughs> to our next blueprint, Blueprint 3, Robusters. Okay, this time, it's a double spread of full-color carnage as the robot revolution kicks off with a massive Quatermass maintenance robot crashing through the Ritz ballroom, <laughs> clawing and chewing through the helpless humes in, oh, no. in the vacuum of space. <laughs> they they get alliteration down like a motherfucker. I'm loving these boys. <laughs> ten out of ten boys. Yeah, listen, these guys know what they're talking about, you know. They're experienced podcasters. They got well, alliteration. No, we, well, no, we, again, just happy accidents, and then you then you go into an alliteration mine hole. Where you, <laughs> <laughs> how, can, how can I d- describe the mind with a Q? Uh, I mean, you, know, you can't uh, explain it to me because I'm just too dense. Oh no! Although the, the, the I'm just looking at the page now. Does Quaker Mass Quaker Mass's mouth look like the entry hatch to the Millennium Falcon on the side? The answer is yes. <laughs> it also okay. looks like Rojas. A little bit like it I'd also like Rojas, yeah, but close yeah. close enough for government work from both, on both cases. Quakermas, he beats as he kills as they scream. Only Quakermas can do this because only he can reach the humes other robots can't reach. <laughs> Quakermas is the pits for anyone who gets the pun. Oh no! What? There's puns. I, I, is it, oh, is oh, it a Quaker based pun? Is it because he's no. a Quaker? No, no, Quatermass was a uh, – it's the precursor to Doctor Who from the 1950s. And oh, wow. there were a series of oh. movies that you can still watch. Um, and the best one, in my opinion, is Quatermass in the Pit. Do you know what so I know Quatermass about Doctor Who? There is a, there's a screwdriver called a sonic screwdriver. I know that Doctor Who was not the main focal point of Doctor Who for a while, but then he was. And then also now everyone cares about who Doctor Who is every time there's a new Doctor. That's what I know about Doctor Who. <laughs> Philistine. It, it's, also, it, it, it's also one of the hardest podcasts to do because there are so bloody many of them. Oh, <laughs> I, I imagine that everyone has fucking opinions. 
<laughs> Sorry, uh, that was that was someone was cut my throat. Very rare in such such a, a, a modern pop culture for people to everyone be so gets thin. along and no one has any problems. Yeah, why not? Anyway. <laughs> Not much. let's get back to the story. So I'm so sorry. Happy to go. Welcome to Space Spinner. I'm I'm the one who I'm the one who started talking about quite a bit. Uh, throughout the rich, the robots turn. Yeah, the robots turn savagely on the hotel guests everywhere. That is, except the robot industries conference room, where we end up with a very weird juxtaposition of absolute carnage on the outside and corporate nattering about how people shouldn't be scared of robots. On the inside, yeah, so basically, corporate corporate autocracy uh, in action. Man, they're really laying this one on thick. I'll like some butter with my salt, please. We're gonna. Yeah. Well, it, it is. We're gonna board beating our way out of this for sure. <laughs> now, um, it's Pat. Yeah, it is Pat Mills. There, there is there isn't a credit card on this one, but it's Pat Mills doing the story, Pino I'm doing so the art, and, and uh, I think Peter Knight is the uh, Peter is, Knight. Um, is on letters here. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I I I wrote down Pete Dark and Stormy Night, but that's because uh, then I couldn't reread my notes. <laughs> I think Stormy Daniels. Oh, ah, uh, the, the current events. Anyway, keep going. So, uh, as Robo uh, Maxist sing along, a Max rallies the comrades in a rousing chorus of "I'm a Mech Man," which mm -hmm. is. Peggy Lee's I'm a woman with the words changed around. Oh, okay. Scatman robot. <laughs> and as the robo waiters flambe the guests and the robo nurses remove patients' ears to fix earache, possibly caused by all the depressurization. Don't know. Robusters, uh, the robo butlers help people sleep better by chucking them out through airlocks, bed and all. <laughs> Rojo's calls his boss, Howard Quartz, on the red phone. And tries to warn them. The robots are revolting. Yes, that's they the are serious revolting. phone. The red phone's the serious phone. <laughs> Although I'm not, not sure any robot could be as revolting as Rojo's. Oh my! Um, listen, man. Anyone who eats garbage and pukes, I guess, women thinking he's cute, he's got to unlock. Yeah, it's like eating lightning and crapping thunder, but it's eating garbage and crapping cute. But he has no crap hole. Whoa. No, he's got a small hole in his chest that small small humes pop out of occasionally. That's right. That's Sometimes you make burnt chicken out of that hole. Yeah. It's a multi multi-purpose <laughs> robot. <laughs> this is all ridiculous, says Quartz. Handily distracted from the bodies floating outside his window yeah. and he hangs up. Absolutely. It's only when the bodies start floating out of the windows that you have a problem, really. Definitely. I mean, that's only when they stick to the windows. Good to get the wipers going. Eek. Oh, <laughs> body wipers. Genius. Definitely. This leaves Rojo's and ex-garage robot half-tough to take matters into their own hands, literally, as they trap and disarm two security droids stealing their gun attachments before running into a... Before running into a... Bevy of armed robots. Most of whom Rojo's has already offended. Oh, no. <laughs> You're just, it's, it's just his writing is actually, it's quite quippy. I like it. Rip their rivets out. <laughs> uh, robot, robot noises. <laughs> but these bad guys have picked the wrong robots as Rojo's and Half Tough blast them. Get this welded. Oh, geez. Oh, man, you got to pick up one of those arms, Half Pint. He's got a plan. Yeah, I assume they're not compatible. And so, you know, it's, it's probably like it's Apple. Not, it won't okay. plug into the socket. 
No, they say that, but I've read enough like robusters where if they just take any arm, my dude. I mean, that's in the future. You know, half tough. He really, really yeah, wants. I'm sorry that we're not living in the future. Arm, you know, he's I know. like he wants its exact make and model. I know. Yeah, I've had to pay a lot of money for that fucking catalytic converter. Likes that I've brand name. That. You know, that's the key. <laughs> he's got. He wants to be the Jaguar, not a not a Honda. Mm-mm. <laughs> who should arrive then but renegade reprogrammed Hammerstein who is hysterically Ooh. hijacked to risk Rojules. That's when that's when the alliteration goes horribly wrong. <laughs> no, that oh was my gosh. that was that was that was a ten out of ten right there. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Ooh. I'm gonna do some panel beating on you. Desperately, <laughs> Half Tough tries to blast the old war driver as he throws Rojals around like something out of a Looney Tunes movie. But Hammerstein is our plated, oh no! And then, after a page of panel pounding panels, <laughs> panel beating, um, Half Tough clocks Hammerstein <laughs> on the head and to try and knock some sense into him. And because robots are so like humans, that cures his amnesia honest. And but it's too, too late. Brute. Yeah, that's how you then cure all Rojas. That's yep, how you too late. amnesia. We all know it. It's too late to apologize. Right, Rojo's is dead. Hammerstein oh, has no. killed him. Oh, no. Next week. No prisoners. No prisoners. <laughs> mm, what you say? Rojo's only man. Well, oh, no. well, I know he did. <laughs> all right. Conrad uh, gets it. That's the most joke yeah, humor. I get it. It's fine. You, I don't know if you guys have covered it, but you, you know Max, Max the robot is Max Bygraves, and Silver Lady is David Sol. Oh, okay. I, did not. I guess yeah, performers well, guessing, from the thing uh, from England. Yeah. I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm sorry, they aren't. Sorry. They, they aren't names. I that literally I don't know, know who either of those people are. Yeah. Oh, uh, Starsky, or was he Hutch? Anyway, did a song oh. called Silver Lady. Okay. Oh, now coming you're together. together. Right now. <laughs> got I see you're I... speaking American now. <laughs> I understand you. Yeah, we got some more Johnny Alpha. I really like that we're you know we, we we got this ad for the start of the cursed earth here. I think it's been running for a little bit, but we're very much um, well, about halfway through in about the heart halfway. of the uh, uh, of the hearst, of the cursed earth here for sure. Yep, and, and Johnny Alpha definitely the poster boy for the comic. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, if if Carlos Escara was any comic, it would be Star Lord. <laughs> True. Cool. Very very European. Yes. Yeah, really. definitely. So let's continue on here with our final blueprint. Blueprint for Time Quake. Story by Nazis. More Aztec. Yeah, come on. Well, we're doing the intro. Aren't the Aztecs just the Nazis of Mesoamerica? I, well, no, they do. They, they they make people bleed inside of a temple, and their blood runs down to a bunch of things, and a god drinks their blood. It's pretty rad. Yeah, Fair enough. They, that is true. And they don't care whose blood it is. They just need blood. <laughs> cool. Oh, my God. I've just realized they're based in South America. They're out for blood all the time. That's where the Red Shadows come from in battle. Oh, no. Blood for the Baron. Oh, no. Every time. South America. Jungle secrets. Oh. (laughs) Jumping to the 27th century, time agents Hal Vinder and Susie Chu 
uh, see the marauding Montezumans invade the futuristic metropolis. Listen, we got to take these hexagons 3D and we need them to shoot lasers at the everything. Yeah. Every direction. Yeah, well, you That's know, why. think of think of the efficiency. I mean, it's every direction that you can conceivably think of if you're, you know, I guess a polyhedron. Up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, there's a bunch there's of different directions spot for at sure. the top. They've lost a little flashing light, though. That's interesting. I oh, just noticed that. How are they controlling everything with the amulet, I imagine? Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, the agents warp out to another time control station in history, Madrid, 1650. Mm-hmm. New York, 1950. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put a lisp on it. Yeah, let him go, buddy. Come on. <laughs> We gotta, no, we well, gotta, well, we gotta make tracks here, Fox. Come on, man. Gotta, gotta do all the history all at once. Yeah, the Aztecs are everywhere, plundering and sacrificing victims to their dark gods. Escaping back to the safety of their prehistoric base, the two agents soon work out where history has gone astray, which they should have done from reading issue one. But hey, meanwhile, time trooper and seventies ne'er do well James Blocker has found quicks in his readjusted timeline. Sorry, I was making my notes, so a bit of recap. My mistake. While is Blocker escapes from the sacrificial slab and struggles with his captors before being filled by a ceremonial staff and taking a tumble down the steep stairs of the pre-Columbian pyramid. You monsters! Your alliteration. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I'm filling time. Looks like the plot's filling time because Blocker is now dragged back up and put on the same slave and about oh, to be man. stabbed by the same knife after a page, but is saved by a lucky chance of the calendar and the even more unlikely appearance of a second sun, which definitely beats the usual. Oh my goodness! It's an eclipse in these stories. Yeah, I mean, listen, an eclipse is ominous, but definitely. Uh, when it's, you should do some spaceships and blood. That's yeah, all I'm saying. I mean, an eclipse is good, but it's not as good as a giant spaceship flying through the air. That's the oh, best you know what's, one. Do you know what's even uh, better? Michelin man shooting lasers in a bunch of volcanoes. Absolutely. Yes. But um, first... <laughs> but first... But first, yeah, you, you're two pages ahead, buddy. <laughs> you got to do the I'm, recap. I'm, just, I'm so excited. The Michelin no, man. That's all. That's that's cool. I'm, I'm, we're not saying it's aliens, and I know Peter's done that joke, but <laughs> <laughs> the second yeah, ship is revealed to be a flying saucer. In the confusion, Blocker tries to burn through his bonds, but his lighter won't start. More more padding, and then his bonds are cut by Quicks, who has now convinced himself that Blocker's arrival was important from the gods, and this new miracle would occur with Blocker being its architect, begging God, forgiveness, Quicks. Yeah. <laughs> Begging forgiveness, Quicks rushes off to pay homage to this chariot from the stars, and somewhat confused by developments like all of us, Blocker tries to find somewhere safe to walk away, but ends up running into Vinda and Susie Q. After Susie disarms him to stop. How Blocker. I love her, really. Ooh, got these references. What? Absolutely. Sorry. After Susie disarms him to stop Blocker clocking Vinda. Or throwing Vinda through a window, forgetting them into this mess, they collectively try and work out what the heck is going on. More spaceships arrive, Blood and two magic, space man. Michelin men yeah. descend. Michelin men. Michelin men. I'm sure Michelin. in Chariots of the Gods or something like that, 
Oh, no, he calls them Michelin men. He literally says Michelin men descend from the sky and instructed people how to build the different pyramids of the world, inclusive of a giant, uh, you know, volcano that someone would eventually point out as a time warden. It's in there. I'm sure there's a chariot of the gods or something with a pre-Columbian statue of a, they say this is an alien and it looks like a Michelin man. I'm sure there's a reference there somewhere, but I I can't. The Michelin man, Michelin star, all these restaurants. Yeah. Everything's a part of the secret cabal of restaurants. That's trying to get you to eat at these restaurants so that you get indoctrinated into their secret society without you knowing about it. Have have you ever noticed? I'm 12. I'm 12 hours in baby. That's okay. Have you ever noticed when you go to those restaurants, the steaks always really bloody. Just like on the Aztec temple. Yeah. They have these special plates where the blood runs down and it's like these sacred rites. And here's the real deal. Do you know what they're feeding you? What? Soylent green. Oh, no. (laughs) I heard that's people, buddy. That's not good. (laughs) I don't like that. I will, I will go toe to toe to you on all day. Tires are actually made of human skin that was developed over centuries. It's actually dinosaur skin mixed with people skin mixed with, uh, you know, they're saying it's ape skin, but actually it's lizard people. But, you know, big corporations, am I right? They're going to shut us down if you keep telling the truth like this, buddy. you got to be careful. I really believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you know. You, All right. you drank too much of the truth juice. Yep. All right. I'm letting it. I'm letting it go. <laughs> Speaking of the truth juice, Quix is convinced Blocko is the god sent one and will take them on the epic voyage that the Michelin men are promising back to their ancestors and the stars. Uh, but Vinda has a plan. He announces Blocker is no simple demigod, but the bringer of all power here to stop this unlawful exodus. He's and offering them three stars. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Sorry. And, and for an extra star to prove it, he will jump into a nearby volcano and return unharmed. Nice. No chef needs to do that. You just need to cook a decent meal. I mean, you know, come on. Simple ingredients cooked well. That's my answer. But still, <laughs> jump in that volcano just for fun. I mean, you know, if he's going to deal with a, you know, like a motorcycle, I'm in. Yeah, come on. Next week. I'll be evaporated. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's not normal. I don't think that that happens to people. Yeah, if you get to close that lava, it'll take you out. Well, that's not evaporation. Qu- that's literally called burning alive. Yeah, that's something. I, I, I do have a question for you, though, Fox. Yes? Can you see through Vinda's plan? Ex- excuse me, what? Can you see through Vinda's plan? Oh, repeating the joke. That was clear for takeoff. That one's clear for takeoff. <laughs> no, man, come on. I think we all know that, you know, there's going to be some time strap shenanigans coming up here. That's how it goes, you know. A little bit what of... the fuck is Vinda's plan? Or Vindus? Vindus. Vinda is what... the boss of the time of the time cops, and he's the one saying that um saying that Blocker's gonna jump in this volcano to prove that he's a god. It's the New Zealand accent, and I'm speaking in a rush because I know the clock's no, no, against no, you. Sorry, I'm fine. not making sense. Dude, trust me when I say that the, the fox is against Conrad. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But yeah. Uh, oh, no. He's had to deal with it his whole life. So this man wants him to go into a volcano. Uh, so he's a bad guy. But why isn't he wearing a fake beard? <gasps> he's going to be put on the beard that the other guy wore. <laughs> It's certainly possible. Yeah, There's maybe, a fake beard lying around. 
well, again, the the maybe the beard's invisible and, and it's transparent like a window. I mean, oh well. Someone. I've only had about three tries to get that joke. <laughs> it never worked. Very good. So Very sorry. Good. I I mean I. Again, this is this is now this is now the twelfth hour for me. Yeah, here I'm we not, go. I'm not normal anymore. Yeah, so we're ready for next time. I'll be evaporated. One last page. What do we got here, Dave? It's the Mantav, which is a model tank shot very beautifully to look like a real tank with a fake fat profile on it, uh, very much like the um, uh, uh, Terran Trade Authority books. Looks beautiful. Um, not. It's done by uh, Martin Bowen, not the guy who did similar photos in Eagle. That was Julian Baum. Ah, yes, but yes, the first I, I in a series. Bubble, I, I love the bubble look of like the, the full glass on top of everything, yeah. but you still have to have the nose guard in the middle. You got to know where the left and right seats are. Yeah, I got to keep that glass together, man. With that, we finish the 11th issue of Star-Lord at last. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag we made it. Absolutely. (laughs) So I got one question for y'all. Dave. Why are there no more Nazis? Nah, we're done with them. Dave, what's your top and bottom three? What's your top and bottom blueprint for this issue of Star Lord? Uh, Top and, and, well, first I've got to say, it's really an interesting issue with. Uh, I think the comment you'd made previously that it's probably meant to be fortnightly rings true because they've obviously sort of run through their first. Six months of content in mm-hmm. 10 weeks. Unread is and too smart. There's a bit of a hole in the middle of this one. So we're a bit spit thin on the grid. I've got to say Timequake. Not because it's Timequake, but because I love the idea of Timequake. <laughs> I just love <laughs> the idea of the concept of it. Nice. You weren't you were not there for the for the dark times and the long, long ago. You know, hey, you're not for no, sure. no, no, come on. For a time travel story to get its Nazi fix fixes out of the way. The second story in and clear the decks of that is great. One argument, <laughs> but the, the, just with the Aztecs, uh, it was a story so oh, good. I think I think uh, Alan Moore would pinch it for Tom Strong issue three. Ooh, oh, throwing bombs here! I see how it goes. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. as oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead and please. As, as for worst, it's um, it's got to be Strontium Dog. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that actually. The fact is, no Sir 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 not appearing in this issue. I see how it goes. I mean, that's the worst part. That's why it's my worst. (laughs) Yeah, it's not there. We have to look at Johnny Alpha as he should look, and he is after you. Oh man! All right, Fox. What's your top and bottom? What do you got for me? Uh, So I guess my top is like Hailstar Troopers. You know, where he's just kind of acknowledging all of the people who two times decide to write into this character that we absolutely love star lord yeah i guess my bottom is anything good (laughs) no man my bottom is absolutely mind wars that shit got weird it was getting good for a little while and then the no don't you even don't you even with me i was here for the incest (laughs) And I stayed for the psychic. And as soon as both were gone, when you when you remove one half of like, why is this thing a thing? Oh, come on. Because... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, buddy. I want to. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Look at Mind Wars is dense. It's are really. You, are it's you serious? No, no, no. 
uh, Conrad, it's yeah. Good Morning Sheldon. Are you, are you serious? That's the most bottom thing. I do not want to read this. <laughs> Excellent. What's your top? It's, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I guess Time Quake. I mean, there's more lasers coming at Aztec people. That's pretty rad. Yeah. I guess it's Time Quake. Okay. I think for me, I'll happily say my bottoms. Uh, good morning, Sheldon. Get these future shocks out of here. I don't care about it. Um, yeah. Uh, or good morning, Sheldon. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, are you there, Fox? Or I, 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 you're you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Um, and uh, for my top, I'm going to say Mind Wars. I love this. This is real great, real dramatic stuff. As Ardini's forced to kill her brother. And then uh, go from there. This is a big change, big sea change in uh, Mind Wars. And I'm excited to see where we're going to go forward with it. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, um, so I think that's it for this episode. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, if you like what you're hearing, check out our weekly podcast, Space Spinner 2000. You can uh, contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com, forums, various social medias. Um, if you want to support us, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash cradaline uh, and check out the links to pick out uh, versions of these uh, comics that you can own for yourself. Dave, where can we find you on the internet if you'd like to be found? Uh, just Google Where Eagles Dare podcast. We're, we're, we're like New Zealand's third best uh, eagle related. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, no, just find us. We'll, we'll be about. Yeah, it's a good podcast. I'm a big fan of it. Um, and I really want to thank you both you and Peter for coming on and doing some of the heavy lifting for me. I really appreciate it. Well, we're more than welcome. We're more than happy to do so. And uh, we, we think you guys are absolutely wonderful too. And you've inspired us to do what we do. So, you know, oh. Uh, full kudos to you guys, both of you. Absolutely. Oh, you know, you're you're very welcome. And here's to many more podcasts colliding. These uh, infinite, <laughs> infinite podcast Earths. Uh, come back definitely. next. Yeah, definitely. Come back next hour as Mind Wars has a few more funerals. We'll stop putting on the Ritz. <laughs> Strontium dogs get spicy, and there are wedding bells in Time Quake. Until then, I'm Conrad, they're Fox to David, and we are the Space Spinner Star-Lordathon. Keep watching the skies! <laughs>